0: This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so do enjoy those on us. That, again, is freetalklive.com. Well, as I said, I was going to be out this morning uh, with some of the activists here in Keene, New Hampshire, out in front of the IRS office, uh, IRS slash post office, all in in one here in Keene, and uh, doing a uh, tilting at windmills event, as they've been calling it where essentially we stand out on the side of the road and you know we've got signs. And uh, Russell Canning was dressed as uh, a prisoner. He was sort of dressed in Jose Padilla-style garb. He had an orange jumpsuit on, and this time he actually took it to the next level. Uh, he used to just come to these with an orange jumpsuit and a black bag over his head, which, you know, that's pretty disturbing. That's quite a disturbing vision to see as you're driving it down the road. It was disturbing.
1: I went by it. Did you see him today with the goggles on? I I wasn't sure what I was seeing. Yeah, it yeah. looked like a guy in a gas mask.
0: Yeah, it was even it was even more frightening than uh, than it normally was because he got himself a pair of black goggles like they put on Jose Padilla to totally black out his vision, and he also had um earmuffs on or head not headphones but but um, sound dampening earmuffs. Mm-hmm. So he was complete he was pretty much uh blacked out. He couldn't hear. He couldn't really see. That's got to be disturbing just to stand there on the side yeah. of the road like that. <laughs> So, uh, but nobody got arrested. So it
1: was uh, fairly. Oh, un- I'm sorry. Maybe next time. Fairly. <laughs> <laughs> I know uneventful. you guys were looking forward to a nice, a nice arrest that you could film and all that good stuff. But well, and maybe, we actually- ne- maybe they'll come out and arrest you next time.
0: We actually set a record, uh, I think, for most video cameras at a free state project uh, oriented action event. Uh, we had four cameras in the same location this morning, which I was pretty pleased about. Well, I was at the uh,
1: Manchester Republican. Uh, parties straw poll over the weekend and there must have been at, at least 20 video cameras there and it was certainly yeah, that's a, just a straw poll. no one's going to get arrested at the straw poll right well why does one have to get arrested at a free state function well that's not that's really a free state function, you're right no. that, well you, that's the term you used i'm only repeating what if you've there said there
0: are free staters in attendance there i guess is uh-huh what i meant to say okay so uh-huh. anyway nobody got arrested and, and we all maybe went next out, time we all went out for pizza yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was a good time. Well, you didn't actually come out to the thing. You just went out for the pizza. Right. Well, I'm not, not going to get arrested. What are you people talking about? You know what happens in there? You can't get arrested for standing out on the side of the road, at least not yet. Maybe no. we're going that way. You
2: get arrested when you go inside.
0: Exactly. So I just figured I would I said I'd report on how that went, and that's how it went. Pretty brief. Uh, we had a good time. Think about uh, 11 or 12 people showed up, so pretty successful event. Anyway, uh, Hillary Clinton, she's got a plan, guys. Oh, Did you hear good. about this? She, yes,
2: I have. She's Bad gonna, news.
0: She's going to save health care in America, according to the Associated Press. She said today that a mandate requiring every American to purchase health insurance was the only way to achieve universal health care. But she rejected the notion of punitive measures to force individuals into the healthcare system. "Quote: At this point, we don't have anything punitive. So you're going to have a mandate, but not a pu- but but no um but no punishment if you don't. Well, listen co- to the way she says. It. by the mandate. No, just listen to her words." Quote, at this point, we don't have anything punitive that we have proposed, unquote.
2: That just means she hasn't figured it out yet. Right. Well, you can't really have a mandate without having some kind of force behind it. The lashings
0: lashings will begin.
2: Right. And remember, this is a presidential
0: campaign, so all that's important right now is promises. Right. For a Presidential candidate. You don't want to get up on a podium and say, and we will sentence you to seven years in prison if you do not sign up for a health insurance policy. That's not going to get you votes. But when you say we're just simply going to mandate that every no no punitive measures, there's nothing on the table here. Just, you know, we're just going to mandate it. And well, it, apparently the suggestion is they might not let you get a job, uh, but we'll get to that here in moments. Uh, but nobody wants to vote for somebody that's making making overt threats necessarily. The threats will come later once they are elected. Then they can say whatever they want. Sure. So uh, according to her, the presidential candidate said, quote, "We're providing incentives and in tax credits, which we think will be very attractive to the vast majority of Americans." Unquote. She said, "I'm she, not attracted." She could envision a day when, quote, you have to show proof to your employer that you're insured as part of the job interview, like when your kid goes to school and has to show proof of vaccination, unquote. But said such details would be worked out through negotiations with Congress. So that's just one of her, I'm sure, many ideas floating through her head as to how to ensure maximum compliance. If you want a job citizen, you must have health insurance. So that's her plan. Uh, Clinton unveiled the health care plan in Iowa, promising to bring coverage to every American by building on the current employer-based system and using tax credits to make insurance more affordable. She told the AP she relished a debate over health care with her political opponents, including Republicans, quote, who understood that we had to reform health care before they started running for president, unquote. On Tuesday, she began airing a 30-second ad in Iowa, which reminds viewers of her failed effort to pass universal health care in the 1990s, trying to portray a thwarted enterprise As one of vision, she changed our thinking when she introduced universal health care to America. The ad's announcer says it also highlights her support as senator for the expanded. Right, I never thought it could happen here. Her health care plan would require every American to buy health insurance, offering tax credits and subsidies to help those who can't afford it. The mandatory aspect of her proposal, however, gets glossed over in the ad. Well, of course it does. The ad says, quote, now she has a health care plan that lets you keep your coverage if you like it, provides affordable choices if you don't, and covers every American. Isn't it awesome how how just magical politicians are? They can just formulate these plans and write things down on paper. And before you know it, everybody in America is going to be healthier. Oh, I mean, if, thank goodness for Hillary Clinton. Boy, if it weren't for people like her, we'd just all be sick, wouldn't we? God knows.
1: Well, we are all going to be sick shortly. Um, mm. We're all going to be sick of this crap that we have to pay for. We're going to be sick of all the high taxes. Don't I, you care about the poor, Mark? Uh, well, look, listen to this. Um, who's more likely to um, to smoke? Rich people or poor people? I don't know. Well, I, I heard on Rush Limbaugh today, and I haven't checked this uh, as a source, but you know, Rush isn't going to air anything. Likely that he may spin things, but it's you know not not true. Some guy in England uh, broke his leg. They won't uh, fix they won't fix his leg until uh, he stops smoking. What's that have to do with anything?
0: N- nothing. That's discrimination. Government shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, well, our system will be better. Mark. Your
1: health, your health is uh, at this point, your health is a government liability. Hillary's system will be better. Trust me. Th- trust her. They're going to put out little. You trust uh, her, don't you? Little suggestions. No, she's a liar. <laughs> she, they're going to give it little suggestions on how to, uh, you know, be healthier, just like they do now with their their little RDA or whatever mm-hmm. it is that they the, the food pyramid and all that crap, and then. Those suggestions will become mandatory.
2: Well, so are they going to uh, be insuring people who shouldn't otherwise have affordable health insurance? I mean, the like driving force. Pre existing conditions? Pre existing right. conditions, poor lifestyle choices. I mean, a 500 pound person who smokes two packs a day probably shouldn't get health care coverage at an affordable rate. Right. There's no way for the insurance industry to to hedge their bets on that. Sure, there is. Money charge the crap out of you
1: who right. is uh, young and healthy and all that other good
2: stuff. Right. So that's what's that's what they're going to do. Everyone's rates will inevitably go up. Mm-hmm. But is she claiming that no government money will go into this? No taxpayer money?
0: Oh, she's not saying that for a See, moment. There are going to be subsidies.
1: That's the way for it's that's people. the way it's got to be, though. Currently, who's most likely not to have coverage? Young people or old people? Young people. Who's most likely to it. die? Young people or old people? Old people? There you go. The young people have opted out of the system because they can't, quote-unquote, can't afford to pay for it. They're scared because they don't have medical um, coverage. That's true. But I managed to make it 30 years or something like that without, mm-hmm. or, you know, I, I managed to make it through my 20s without um, health coverage or at least for quite a few years without it. Why, um, you know, th- th- those are the people that they're going to have to tax in order to pay for everybody else's. That's, that's the pool of money that currently we're not getting.
0: So now she's going to make it mandatory, and this is in an uncommon position. Uh, Mitt Romney takes the same exact position. Well, he cre- he created almost the same program in Massachusetts, and right now it's uh, it is currently being implemented. They're they're in a phase of the program down there where they are running an advertising campaign. The government is uh, attempting to recruit people into its mandatory program. I presume that's because there's probably some sort of a window of time where it's not you won't be punished. Uh, until a certain date, at which point then they'll dock your pay. That, I believe, is the plan in Massachusetts. If you don't sign up for their pre-approved insurance coverages, then they will actually um, suck money out of your paycheck for it. Disturbing. Yeah. So that's what they're looking at doing now on a nationwide level. It's going to break us. Well, we're already on uh, to the point of being broken almost. I mean, with this war in Iraq and well, the hundreds we're, we're of billions We're very of well in debt, that's for sure. This is certainly not going to help things. Um and I just want to know if anybody thinks this is a good idea. 800 259 9231. I mean, this is not a solution to rising health care costs. The more government gets involved, the more the costs are going to rise. I wish people could understand that. More on the way. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. This. Is- Free Talk Live, it is your show and you can bring up anything. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. CAI toll-free line for you. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are for free. We've got a wiki, over 1,400 pages created by listeners just like you. Enjoy that, and uh, you can edit it. It's like the listener editable version of our website. Head over to wiki.freetalklive.com, w y k ifreetalklivecom Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the second American revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That is freestateproject.org. It is Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. 800-259-9231. That's our number. You can bring up whatever you want. On the way, we started talking about this new plan from Hillary Clinton uh, about uh, universal health care. Or, no, it's sort of an interim step. It's it's not quite full on universal health care. Right,
1: they it's, haven't completely broken the uh, the the insurance industry in this country. It's more, they more like fascist health
0: care. Yeah, really is what it is because it's uh, it's going to mandate that all Americans, at least all Americans that want to get a good job apparently, that all Americans must have health insurance, which essentially means that it's mandating that we give business to the health insurance companies. This is a sweet, sweet plan if you have to be in the health insurance business. Well, it sounds like the rates are going to go up,
1: doesn't it? I, at at they, that point, if people if they don't have to compete quite as much, because not only do you have the choice between health care companies, you have the choice currently to not have health care. Mm-hmm. And not only do they have that, but you know now they won't have that particular part of the competition equation, so the rates seem like they're going to go up.
0: So I asked uh, if anybody out there supports this mandatory health insurance program still would love to hear from you if you do at 800-259-9231 otherwise just to make sure that we're playing fair here because I don't want anyone to think this is a pro-republican radio show cuz we picked on Hillary's little plan i mean we certainly mentioned that mitt romney had the exact same plan uh in massachusetts so i mean there's to me there's not a dime's difference between those two between r- most republicans and most democrats they're all the same i'd have to agree but uh to pick on the other side, I've got something about old Mitt Romney. We'll get to that here in a moment. But first, let's go to the phones and talk to Tom in New Hampshire. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there.
3: Yeah, I just wanted to point something out here. <clears throat> let's say you want to be a healthcare professional. Let, let's say your kids, you have uh, aspirations. You're hoping that your kids are going to grow up to be doctors. Sure. Okay. Well, short of hitting some big lottery prize, people don't have the, a lot of people don't have the money to put their kids through college especially because the government sets rents so high and wages so low.
0: Okay. Okay.
3: Uh, When they impose zoning restrictions and say, no, you can't build a factory there because it would provide hundreds of jobs and drive wages up, they're setting our wages too low. And when they say, no, you can't build apartments there because it would provide plentiful, uh, low, uh, inexpensive housing, then... uh, they're setting our rents high. So make no mistake about it: the government sets your rents, not the landlords. Okay, but
0: to some extent, yes.
3: Now, uh, ha- having said that, I just wanted to point out that there's another way to get that done, and uh, that is start small. And one of the lowest rungs in the healthcare ladder is nurse's Mm aide. I even interviewed one time that a hospital was having a program. I didn't get picked for it, but uh, you go through the training program for free. And then Hmm. at the end of the training program, then you get hired on there as long as you promise to work for them for one year as a nurse's aide. I believe there was a stipend that you'd get paid to train.
0: Now, wait, how does that help you become a doctor, though?
3: Well, you go on as a nursing aide at a hospital that has a tuition reimbursement fringe benefit you see
0: meaning they'll pay to send you to school is that what you're saying
3: uh, they pay your tuition they don't pay you to go to school right instead of spending four hours a day doing classes and homework and then eight hours a day drinking (laughs) you do eight hours a day of work and Mm. then you go to nursing school in the evening, and you uh, do that for a number of months until you get LPN. And then you get more money as LPN, and you keep going back to nursing school while you're making all this more money uh, until you get up to RN, which is registered nurse. Right. And then you keep going back there. The next step up is Nurse practitioner.
0: That is a okay. brilliant, brilliant idea. I didn't even know that path was available to people in the uh, the medical field, but it makes sense. Now you basically have to tell the hospital you have to sign some sort of agreement that says you're going to stick with them, right, to make it worth their while to send you to school.
3: Uh, not for the tuition reimbursement. For that program I was telling you about where I interviewed, they needed uh, like uh, a dozen nurses aides and they interviewed a few dozen people and i wasn't one of the ones that get picked but yeah you would be getting paid peanuts uh... a stipend they called it to go through the training program and then you you, you make a commitment it's more of a moral obligation than anything else but mm-hmm. you've got no reason to quit there and go to somebody else
0: yeah it might be it might be hard to get got a got job per- elsewhere because you're you've on you've track got with it them
3: perfectly. you've already yeah, you've already you're on track with them anyway and it doesn't exactly look good on your resume when you break these commitments like that, and mm-hmm. they say, "Oh, sure. he's going to break his commitment to us, and go right. go get hired so wow yeah it's uh, it is Tom, a that's your best that call ever
0: <laughs> uh, the most informative, useful call you've ever made. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it at 800-259-9231. I didn't know that track was available i mean it, it makes sense I've certainly heard sure of I've certainly heard about businesses sending uh employees to school. Uh, on their behalf and uh, to uh, to improve their skills and that sort of thing. I think Tom's had some great calls, honestly. There have been some, some good, funny, <laughs> kind of fun calls. But that was the most useful, informative call, uh, especially for people out there that are frustrated by the fact that they might not be able to necessarily go to school uh, or to afford uh, these insane college tuitions that are out there. Julia was telling me today about one of the young men she works with at the, at the restaurant uh, that apparently he's $90,000 in debt and he's not even close to being a senior in college at this point. He went to some really ritzy school to make his his family happy, because apparently what happened was he went to you know there's this tremendous pressure on young people to go to college. right. And so he went to a community college in order to determine what it was he wanted to do, to just sort of get the generic math and English classes out of the way. Sounds smart. seemed like a good idea, but apparently that angered his family. And they uh, threatened to disown him, so he, I guess he thought his family was Did important. Not offer to uh, pay for his school. No, nope. he went out and took out a loan, and, uh, well, I mean, they were very upset at him, apparently, and to, I guess, get back in their good graces, very he bizarre. went and uh, got into debt at some very expensive school, and now he's screwed. I mean, uh, $90,000 in debt, and he's not even jack. finished? How the hell long is that going to take to pay off? I don't know. A long time. Look, your family isn't worth that. <laughs> I'm sorry. They're not. Well, you if know, if they want that, they should pay for
1: it. They should. You're right. I mean, I I don't know. I'm I'm not willing to go say one way or the other whether your family's I'll worth 90 it. grand. That's crap. I know. Well, you, uh, you're a little screwy I when think, it comes to family. I uh, think you know what? If oh, that, kid, that
2: No, that is crap. Yeah. yeah if it's your family's crap. not paying for it, then I don't see why they really have that much input in where you right. go to school.
0: So, uh, you know, I just wish that kid had read uh, Harry Brown's How I Found Freedom in an Unfree World before he went and, uh, to college because that, that really would have helped him out. Saved him, you know. $90,000. I feel terrible for kids in that position. You know, they feel obligated to do these things.
2: If you're going to go to school, I, I'd recommend going to a cheap, uh, you know, a state school or community college. It's it, There's no sense paying for a degree unless you're going to go to MIT or Yale or Harvard. Right. Well, that's it, where he
0: switched to. He switched to a state school, so he's paying less now, but 90 grand in debt. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 1-800-259-9231. The SACL-CAI toll-free line. When there are real-life Tracks, educational tracks, like Tom was describing, that you can take and make money as you learn. That makes sense to me. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's (laughs) amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. Say CAI toll-free line for you. That's 800-259-9231, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us online. FreeTalkLive.com is the place to go. The features on the site are for free. So enjoy those on us, including updates. Get signed up. We'll clue you in whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. Updates.FreeTalkLive.com to get on the list. That's Updates.FreeTalkLive.com.
1: The Republican Liberty Caucus welcomes new members in the pursuit of individual rights, limited government, and free enterprise principles, all within the GOP. Visit RLC.org and click Join Us today. We'll find liberty together. That's RLC.org.
0: Now then, we uh, started things out this hour talking about this new healthcare plan that Hillary Clinton has, and of course it's just another awful idea. Actually, it seems like she just ripped it off from from Mitt Romney, which it was an awful idea when he proposed it for Massachusetts, and now the poor people of Massachusetts are going to be suffering under it. Uh, but just to make sure, just to make sure that new listeners aren't confused about Free Talk Live, because this is one of the reasons why I hate. Uh, Partisan radio shows just I hate dropping names and I don't even like saying the words Hillary Clinton on on the air. You know, people don't understand when they hear you talking bad about Hillary. They think you must be a Republican. No, I'm not. In fact, uh, Mark, you are a Republican, but you're a Republican Liberty Caucus. guy. Right. I
1: I, you know, I I would have at one point sworn off the Republican Party. I after uh, Bush went into power, I'm disgusted with the Republican Party at large. I am a member of the RLC because I believe that well that's it it's the best way to get liberty sort of um you know liberty minded principles into government.
0: Nick, are you a party member of any sort?
2: Uh, LP, yes. Yep. You are an I LP, LP member? member. Yep. Okay.
0: I uh, I am still an LP member but I'm not really an active LP member necessarily Li- LP, that's LP, libertarian, libertarian, libertarian party. party yeah. Uh so just to make sure that we're just to make sure our new listeners understand we're playing fair I'll drop another name. Mitt Romney, according to Reason Online, Reason.com. When Republican presidential candidate Mitt Romney said he'd support doubling the size of the prison at Guantanamo Bay, he was trying to show voters that he'd be tough on terror. Two of his top fundraisers, however, have long supported using tactics that have been likened to torture for troubled teenagers. As The Hill noted last week, 133 plaintiffs filed civil suit against Romney's Utah finance co-chair Robert Lickfield and his various business entities involved in residential treatment programs for adolescents. The umbrella group for his organization is the Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs in Schools, W-WASPs, sometimes known as W-WASP. As Lichfield and its founder is on its board of directors, the suit alleges that teens were locked in outdoor dog cages exercised to exhaustion, deprived of food and sleep, exposed to extreme temperatures without adequate clothing or water, severely beaten, emotionally brutalized, and sexually abused and humiliated. Some were even made to eat their own vomit. But the link to teen abuse goes far higher up in the Romney campaign. Romney's national finance co-chair is a man named Mel Sembler. Now... Long-time listeners of Free Talk Live might have that name ringing in their minds. That might ring a bell. Doesn't I'm a long-time host, and I don't remember his name. Yeah, Yeah, we talked about him quite a while back. Okay. He was a man. Remind me. He and his wife, I think his wife's name is Betty. I don't know if they talk about her here. We're in charge of an organization known as Straight Incorporated. Okay. We'll tell you more about that here in a moment. Uh, Romney's, but it's pretty disturbing what these people did. Anyway, anyway, Mel, Mel Sembler, uh, the co chair of his uh, Romney's National Finance, is uh, Mel Sembler, a longtime friend of the Bushes. Mr. Sembler was a campaign finance chair for the Republican Party during the first election of George W. Bush and a major fundraiser for his father. Like Lickfield, Sembler also founded a nationwide network of treatment programs for troubled youth. Known as Strait Incorporated from 1976 to 1993, it variously operated nine programs in seven states. At all of Strait's facilities, state investigators and or civil lawsuits documented scores of abuses, including teens being beaten, deprived of food and sleep for days, restrained by fellow youths for hours, bound, sexually humiliated, abused, and spat upon. Ugh. And that's just, they're just touching on some of the awful things that happened at Strait Incorporated. According to L.A. Times, California investigators said that at straight, teens were, quote, subjected to unusual punishment, infliction of pain, humiliation, intimidation, ridicule, coercion, threats, mental abuse, and interference with daily living functions such as eating, sleeping, and toileting, unquote. Through a spokesperson, Lickfield has been dismissed the similar charges against the W. Wasps to the Hill as ludicrous, claiming that the teens who, uh, who sued, quote, have a long history of lying, fabricating, and twisting the story around to their own benefit. They're unquote. all lying. <laughs> and by the way, when we first talked about Straight Incorporated on this show, we had phone calls come in from people who had been there. So there were a lot of people, who's, as, as young people, whose lives were, shall we say, touched by these organizations enough to where when we were on a little uh, FM talk station down in Sarasota, Florida, we actually had phone calls from people that had been there. Mm. Straight would use virtually identical language in its denials in the 1990 LA Times. This is these are um, these these programs are pretty much for kids with drug problems, but I'm sure there were other uh, problems that were being treated here as well. Kids that were out of line, that sort of thing. Uh, a straight counselor downplayed the California investigators reports by saying, quote, some kids got very upset and lie and some parents believe them, unquote. Both straight and W wasps have been repeatedly called, have repeatedly called their team participants liars and manipulators who oppose the programs because they want to continue taking drugs or engage in other bad behavior.
1: How do they all get together and talk about, um, you know, come up with the same stuff over and over again? They couldn't possibly.
0: Yeah. Curiously, however, both programs regularly admitted teens who didn't actually have serious problems. In 1982, 18-year-old Fred Collins, a Virginia Tech student with excellent grades, went to visit his brother, who was in treatment for a drug problem at Strait in Orlando, Florida. A counselor determined that he was high on marijuana because his eyes were red. Remember, this is the brother. Right. Who was visiting his... With the good grades. Right. Uh, (laughs) This would later turn out to have been due to swimming uh, swimming in a pool with contacts on. He did admit to occasional marijuana use, but insisted he was not high at the time, nor was he an addict. Nonetheless, he was barraged with hours of humiliating questions, strip-searched, and held against his will for months until he managed to escape. Well, uh, who paid for it? Uh... They just kept... I don't know. Maybe they charged his parents. I'm not sure about that. I, they certainly had uh, grants straight incorporated. They certainly had plenty of people that were funding the organization. How bizarre. I, I'm not sure how the money... They just
1: grabbed a guy and threw him
0: in. Yeah, he came in off the street to visit his brother, who was in the system, and because he admitted to some marijuana use to these people, they literally imprisoned him there. Yeah. What made them judges? How can they imprison somebody? That's kidnapping. They are on a mission to stop drug use, Mark, and they're going to do whatever it takes. Didn't? Why didn't they... Th- throw everybody who did that in jail. That's kidnapping. A counselor, uh, he won $220,000 in a lawsuit he filed against the program for false imprisonment, intentional infliction of emotional distress, assault, and battery. Ultimately, straight would pay out millions in settlements before it finally closed its doors. However, to this day, there are at least eight programs operating that use straight's methods, uh, including often in former straight buildings operated by former straight staff. So, they've you know, they've changed the name on the marquee, mm. but it's still the same old system. They include the Alberta Adolescent Recovery Center in Canada, Pathway Family Center in Michigan, Indiana, and Ohio, Growing Together in Florida, Possibilities Unlimited in Kentucky, SAFE in Florida, and the Phoenix Institute for Adolescents in Georgia. Mel Sembler has never admitted to the problems with Straits' methods. In fact, when he recently served in, as ambassador to Italy... He listed it among his accomplishments on his official State Department profile. Although all of the programs with the Straight name are now closed, the nonprofit Straight Foundation that funded them still exists, though under a different name. It's now called the Drug Free America Foundation, and it lobbies for drug testing and in support of tougher policies in the war on drugs. One of the plaintiffs in a current case against W. Wasps, 21-year-old Chelsea Flyer, spoke to me when I was researching a TV segment on the industry. She told me she was forced to walk for miles on a track in scorching desert heat with a 35-pound sandbag on her back. She said, quote, You were not allowed to scratch your face, move your fingers, lick your lips, or move your eyes from the ground, unquote. She asked, or she said when she asked for chapstick, they put a piece of wood in my mouth, and I had to hold it there for two weeks. I was bleeding two on my tongue. Weeks. You can't make this stuff up. More on the way, 800-259-9231, and these people have messed up a lot of lives. We'll continue the story here. If you've ever had any experience with Straight Incorporated or any of their subsidiaries, would love to hear your story. Inevitably, it will be awful. 800-259-9231, this is Free Talk Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. The Stakehold CAI toll-free line, it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are for free. So enjoy those on us, and if you like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, then become a Free Talk Live amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com. You go there, you get signed up, it's as little as three bucks a month, and the idea is the money comes into us, we turn it right back around into promoting the show. It doesn't go to paychecks, it goes right back out into helping us get on more radio stations and spread the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as as possible. So, if you want to help us out with that, go to amp.freetalklive.com. You'll get some perks too. All the details are there at amp.freetalklive.com. We're talking about a very, very disturbing um, situation that has existed in this country for decades, and it continues on even to today, just under different names. We're talking about at least two organizations uh, called one called Straight Incorporated. The other one called the Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs in Schools. Both of them are run by campaign staffers of Mitt Romney, also friends of the uh, of George W. Bush. And uh, we're talking about uh, two gentlemen. One of them's name is Mel Sembler. The other one is oh, let's see, Robert Lickfield. And we've talked about Sembler before. We've talked about Straight Incorporated years ago on this show. And it is a disturbing organization that's supposed to be uh, dedicated to helping kids, you know, kick their drug habit and not uh, be sex addicts and, you know, be better people and all right. that. But their methods of tough, tough love kind of thing. Yeah, their methods are uh, are a little bit questionable uh they they use some really scary tactics on kids uh, everything from strip searching them to imprisoning them they there was a story earlier in the article about a young man who went to visit a brother who was in the straight incorporated program kidnapped him and they kidnapped him because he admitted at that point to use they, he had admitted to using some marijuana in his life and so they kidnapped him and imprisoned him for months until he managed to escape. Many of the kids that are t- that tell st- the the young people that tell stories about their experiences in Straight Incorporated, they were they actually had to escape the facilities, and many of, for many of them it was not very easy to do. Uh, but let's let's continue the stories here because this is Reason.com reporting on this. One of the plaintiffs in a current case, 21-year-old Chelsea Flyer, said that when she was uh, in W. Wasps, another one of the programs, she was forced to walk for miles on a track in scorching heat with a 35-pound sandbag on her back. I can't imagine making a girl carry a 35-pound sandbag. She says, you weren't allowed to scratch your face, move your fingers, uh, lick your lips, or move your eyes from the ground. They put a piece of wood in my mouth after she asked for chapstick and had to hold it there for two weeks. She said I was bleeding on my tongue. Why was Ms. Flyer subject to such punishment? She says, quote, I had less interest in school and more interest in boys, and my mom was worried about me, she says, explaining that her mother believed that the program was nothing more than a strict boarding school. See, there are two versions of the Straight Incorporated program. There was the version that the parents got to see. Well, Don't they visit the kids? Oh, sure. And then at that point, you know, then they're then they're gone their best behavior. Right. Because then uh, they, apparently they weren't allowed to visit their kids privately. So, the kids were constantly under this state of fear mm. they were again, they were being abused, they were being tortured, and once you torture somebody enough, um you know they they pretty much give in to your whims so it's very difficult. And, and of course, if they say things to their parents, then the people running the program they are the authority figures, right right so they're in, you know they're dressed in their white coats or however it is that they're dressed, and oh no, she's just saying that she's just trying to oh come on, don't be silly okay, that's uh time's up. go back to your cell. You know, they they could easily control that situation. Mm. Remember the remember the Stanford Prison Experiment. Mark? Yeah, yeah, where they brought the parents in, uh, and uh, the parents came in to visit their kids that were in the Stanford Prison Experiment, where kids were imprisoning other kids, and it wasn't even it wasn't near anything dangerous like the straight incorporated. But uh, nonetheless, there were some they really did defer to the authority figures right, in that there, particular instance. There were some very strange psychological things going on, and the parents, while they could tell that their kids were kind of in a weird state. They just brushed it all off and they said, well, you know, there, there's authority figures here. They're taking care of business. Anyway, because she has attention deficit disorder, Flyer was unable to constantly follow the excruciating rules and repeated small violations were seen as ongoing defiance. She said, it broke my heart that my mom had no belief in me, she says, describing how because W. Wasps had told her mother to dismiss complaints, so she was making complaints, as manipulation, hmm. and therefore her mother ignored her pleas to come home. She said, "I'm not a bad kid. I never used drugs. I was never in trouble. I have no criminal record. I know my mother was worried about me, but so many times I told her this is too much. I would have gra- uh, gladly have gone to prison instead." Wasp. I was in prison. They didn't do that crap to you. Is linked with facilities across the country, and then they name several facilities that are currently operating today. Although it has been settled, uh, although it has sev- settled several lawsuits out of court, the organization has never publicly admitted wrongdoing. However, the U.S. State Department spurred Samoa to investigate its Paradise Cove program in 1998 after receiving credible allegations of physical abuse, including beatings, isolation, food and water deprivation, chokeholds, kicking, punching, bondage, spraying with chemical agents, forced medication, verbal abuse, and threats of further physical abuse. The same complaints about violence and abuse and sickness come out from all across the country From various different kids who couldn't possibly know one another, the only thing that links them together is that they spent time in these programs. And the really sick thing is that a lot of this abuse that they're talking about here actually happens at the hands of former students, if that's what you want to call them. Because once you get through the program, you've been totally brainwashed. Right, you've got to beat your friends so that they can get the uh, same sort of benefits that you got. You've been totally mind warped. And then you get to become a, you know, a volunteer at, at straight or maybe uh, maybe on paid staff. Or, or so you likely you're, you're you abuse. graduated
1: to a certain level, and then um, in order to keep that level, you have to uh, inflict that punishment on others. Probably as part of their graduation, they, they became, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, uh, trustees, let's call them. And you know, that, that's exactly. how they did it.
0: Paradise Cove closed shortly thereafter. That same year, the Czech Republic forced the closure of the W. Wasp-linked Morova Academy following employees' allegations that teens were being abused. The former director of the Dundee Ranch Academy program in Costa Rica went to local authorities after seeing medical neglect and other severe abuse, including human rights abuse charges, were ultimately dropped against the owner, Robert Lichfield's brother, Narvin. That program closed in 2003. These people are making money off of beating kids, depriving them of food and water, depriving them of light, depriving them of friendship, uh, and just doing all sorts of sick things. The police in Mexico have shut down three W. Wasp-linked facilities. Uh, They list them there. In 2005, uh, New York forced W. Wasp to return over $1 million to the parents of Academy at Ivy Ridge students because the school had fraudulently claimed to provide legitimate high school diplomas. He fined Ivy Ridge, or the attorney general there fined Ivy Ridge, and a civil suit has been filed for educational fraud, as well by a different law firm. Straight Incorporated's Mel Sembler currently heads the Scooter Libby Defense Fund, in addition to his work for Mitt Romney. And has worked tirelessly to keep the vice president's former chief of staff out of prison, even after his conviction on charges of perjury and obstruction of justice. After all, these are some great folks, huh? If running programs that impose these kinds of treatments on American teenagers is not a prison-worthy offense, why should lying to a court be? The Romney campaign is aware of the w. Wasp suits and should be familiar with the straight suits. If not, it's worth asking. Does Romney support these types of tactics for at-risk youth? Or does he take the line the organizations founded by his fundraisers take that these dozens of lawsuits are merely from bad kids who are making up lies? Coming from the man who wants to double the size of Guantanamo, these aren't insignificant questions. If Romney doesn't believe the aggressive tactics he supports for use against enemy combatants ought to be used against troubled teens and dr- uh, youth drug users, he should say so, and show he means it by removing these men from his campaign.
2: Well, it sounds like they're treating these kids worse than Guantanamo detainees get treated like a lot of A lot of the things that uh, are c- raising torture suits and things like that, like waterboarding are are probably not as bad as being mace tied up in a dark room, a lot, eating your own vomit. A lot of a lot yep. of the things. That Some I of the things heard. I've heard here, uh, yeah. the walking around with a
1: piece of wood in your mouth for two weeks, you can't do that to convicts in America.
2: You can't do that to prisoners of war. I mean, that's right. That's just pretty much torture by any definition. And these are young people
0: doing these things to other young people in the mistaken belief that this sort of abuse is going to help them become better people, and. It's just sick. Sad. And Weird. it needs to be talked about. And I'm glad this came up again because it's been a long time since we've discussed this on Free Talk Live. If you go to Google and you uh, Google Straight Incorporated, you'll come up with a website, first thing, that is thestraights.com. And as I understand it, it's it's kind of a busy website. There's a lot going on here, but that just goes to show that there's a lot of stories that have come out of Straight Incorporated. A lot of people were tortured as young people, they're now adults and they're living healthier lives, but that's because they became adults, not because they went to straight incorporated. It's just because that over time people grow up. People they just grow straight out, of out their, yeah. Right. They grow out of their habits and they grow out of the drug use and they grow out of these, uh, you know, their sexual abuse and all that. And uh, But they don't need to be abused to get over their abusive problems. But that's what their policies are. And it's it's really disturbing. And, and I don't know, maybe we'll dig up some other stories to give you a better example. Because that Reason Magazine article sort of covered the generic things that straight does. But when you actually read a story from a straight incorporated survivor, that'll really give you insight into what it was like. We There were a few quotes there, so you got sort of a taste for how awful it was. I'll see if I can dig some more up for hour number two. 800-259-9231. Also, speaking of torture, the young man was tasered recently. We'll talk about that. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, it is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. CAI toll-free line as we launch an hour number two of the program. That's 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the show, uh, the features on the site, rather, are for free. So enjoy those on us, freetalklive.com. Last hour, we began telling you about an organization that, uh, unfortunately, way too many people in America... Have experienced. It's called Straight Incorporated, and there are a variety of other versions of this program. Uh, The Straight Incorporated no longer exists; they dissolved back in 1993. Now, the same program is going on under several different names across the country. W Wasps is another one of them, and basically, what it is is this very abusive drug treatment program and sexual behavior treatment program as well. Basically, if uh, parents think their kids have a problem, they check them into this program, which for all intents and purposes, we will call Straight Incorporated from here on out because that's what they all, they're all very related to Straight Incorporated. Now, I've
1: i have had friends that have gone into drug treatment uh, programs and, and programs for kids that had problems and that kind of thing. I've never heard stories like this. That's good. So I'm, They're I'm, not all this way, I'm right. sure.
0: I'm just... But the ones, clear. the ones run by Mel Sembler, who is uh, c- tremendously connected with a lot of people in the Republican uh, administration. Uh, he fundraised for George W. Bush. He's currently the fundraising manager for Mitt Romney. He is the man who was in charge of Straight Incorporated. He now runs a, I think he's uh, the drug, oh gosh, one of those uh, anti-drug organizations. He's very, very anti-drug. And according to... But pro-beating children. Yeah. Um, th- their idea is that in order to save kids from drugs, we must submit them to torture. I mean, that's the short version of it, but it doesn't really do the program justice. It doesn't do these kids justice that have been tortured and abused to just simply say they were tortured and abused. It makes more sense to actually read their own words. Now, there have been stories that have come out from across the country, very similar sounding stories of constant abuse at the hands of the other kids in the program. Because we all know what happens when, when young people, and when anybody is abused. They have a tendency to carry on that cycle of abuse, that you get abused and then you want to go ahead and hazing. abuse other people.
1: Hazing is a great example.
0: Right. This is hazing to an extreme. This is hazing that doesn't end. This is hazing for months on end is right. what we're talking when about When you're
1: hazing here. for a fraternity or something like that, then I guess you... You don't have quite the indignation, the righteousness that you
2: would in this particular program. In this program, you're hazing someone to make them better. Well, and usually if you're being hazed for a fraternity or a sports team or something like that, you have the option of quitting and not doing it. That's true. You weren't forced into it. Right. I mean, hazing, depending on the level, is, you know, I I actually don't think it's always that terrible of a thing. Depending on how it's done, it can be taken too far. Ian doesn't like
0: hazing. I think hazing's fine. I've seen some disturbing stuff in the world of hazing, that's for sure. Uh, but nonetheless this is far more disturbing than anything you've probably ever heard of and the again um, this happened a lot of these stories happened in the early 1980s that I'm going to uh, to share with you here but th- the same people that were running these programs are running them today under different names and they're getting tremendous amounts of funding from people like Mel Sembler and other people that believe in this sickness and uh, you just need to be made aware of it. Anyway, this is all coming from a website called thestraits.com, and the first one we're going to share with you is a declaration, which apparently was entered into uh, court. It's some sort of court document, because as you might imagine, there've been a number of uh, of lawsuits and things that have been settled out of court. Uh, most of the people running these programs have never actually been brought to any sort of justice. So they've they've had all sorts of victims, and not much has ever happened beyond just settlements. I, Marcy Sizemore, hereby state as follows. Number one, I am a 17-year-old resident of the state of Virginia. I presently attend Fairfax Baptist Temple Academy. From December of 27, 1980, till March 1982, I was enrolled in the Strait Incorporated Drug Rehabilitation Program in St. Petersburg, Florida. I traveled to St. which is, by the way, where the Semblers live. Okay. I traveled to St. Petersburg, Florida with my mother to enroll in the program. When I arrived at the Strait Incorporated headquarters in St. Pete, I was taken into a room by two other teenagers for intake. I was kept in the room for approximately five hours and couldn't eat or use the bathroom during those five hours. That's got to be tough. Two girls sat in front of the exit door to the room. I couldn't leave, and I was told that if I didn't enroll in the program, that they would put me in a mental institution. They also told me that if I didn't sign myself into the program, that I would be put into the program by court order for a period of two years. I eventually signed myself into the program, was strip searched, and then entered into the straight program. During my 14 months in the program, I witnessed the types of abuses as set forth in the complaint in the court case, Collins v. Strait Incorporated. Enrollees on first phase were not allowed to make any movement or to even use the bathroom without someone holding on to them, and they were kept under guard 24 hours a day. Individuals who did not cooperate were placed on prolonged diets of peanut butter sandwiches and water choker sandwiches, and were placed in punitive isolation for weeks and months at a time. This was known as the timeout room. The treatment consisted of 12 hours a day day of sitting in straight back chairs, participating in rap sessions, which amounted basically to being confronted by other teenagers concerning drug and alcohol abuse. When I was in the program, the only exercise we got was once a week, which consisted of forced exercises, usually 100 push-ups or other strenuous exercising. How can you make a – most people can't do 100 push-ups. I don't think you could get down and do
1: 100 no way, push-ups. I, I, I doubt that Nick could. And, man, I've done it before, but
0: I'm going to be in a lot of pain in two days if I do 100 push-ups. And I'm not saying that I can. The standard I don't know how they did it, Mark. I don't know if they just pushed them to their limits and then kept pushing them. I'm not sure. The standard practice of Straight Incorporated is to prevent any individual who misbehaves from progressing in the program. During my 14 months in the program, I was put back to the beginning of the program at least four times. Each time I was put back to the beginning, I was put on first phase newcomer status, which meant I was under guard 24 hours a day and was in physical contact at all times with another enrollee. Another practice of straight incorporated is to punish those participants who misbehave, was to subject the enrollee to a marathon, as they call it. They have all these terms because straight is a it's a cult straight up. This is a cult, a very scary organization. They've got their own terminology. They've got their brainwashed uh, students that torture the the incoming kids who then turn around to torture the next group. Anyway, in December of 1981, I'd been placed on no phase, which means I was frozen in the program and could not make any progress. I was accused of misbehaving simply because I sat in the rap session and didn't participate. As punishment for this non-participation, I was taken into a bathroom by six or seven other girls, and I was kept in the bathroom from noon until 9.30 that night. In the bathroom, the girls beat me, punched me, placed their fingers under my collarbone and twisted the bone and verbally abused me for nine and a half hours. The girls would hold my arms out at the sides while another girl would run across the room and ram her head into my stomach. And this was done continuously. I was thrown up against the wall, pushed back and forth, and was made to stand on my feet the entire nine and a half hours. I was told that I was crazy, that I would be put into a mental institution, and that if I didn't participate, I'd be taken to a program where lesbians uh, lesbians would get me, and I'd have to work in the fields.
1: <laughs> it's just a silly, silly, your lesbians will get you,
0: and you'll have to work in the fields. Right, but, you know, kids are scared, right, and right. they don't know if that's not true, or they don't hey, know look, if that's a lie.
1: There's, I, I, I just thought it was funny the way it was phrased. The fact is, there are certain places in America, you know, prisons, mental institutions, where lesbians will get you. and you will have to work in fields.
0: Number seven, during the marathon, I was so physically exhausted that I passed out twice. Whenever I passed out, the girls kicked me, pulled at me, and made me get to my feet again, continued to subject me to the beating. When I asked for water, I was told I could have water, and then they poured it on my head. Mm. The girls worked in shifts, and always kept at least six to eight girls in the room with me at all times. (sighs) After nine and a half hours, the marathon stopped, and I was taken to my foster home. At that point, my entire body was covered with bruises. This type of marathon is done regularly on the straight incorporated enrollees if they misbehave. Now, remember, her misbehavior was not participating in their little group session. The other teenagers who carry out the punishment are staff or trainees who are former participants in the program. Another type of punishment imposed on straight incorporated enrollees if they misbehave or don't do what they're told is to sleep deprive the enrollees. Mm. We would be made to stay up into another cult tactic uh, would be torture. Made to stay up until 3 a.m. on a Friday night, participating in open... What other called the sleep deprivation? Participating in open session, stay awake all day Saturday, all day Saturday night, and all of Sunday night. I once observed one enrollee who was subjected to this type of sleep deprivation, and on Sunday night she fell on the floor and went into convulsions. Other enrollees were used to curse us and prod us to keep us awake, so we were unable to sleep during periods of 48 hours or more. During my 14 months in straight, I also suffered from specific medical problems. At that time, I suffered from allergies, and I needed shots every two weeks in order to treat the allergies. The Strait Incorporated people denied me access to these shots, and I received them only occasionally while I was in the program. In fact, I only saw a doctor once in the entire 14 months in the program. Now, there's another story that points out that Straight Incorporated had its own cult doctors that they would send kids to. That way, the kids couldn't complain to the doctor about the abuse. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Did you ever experience this? Share your story. Talk Live, it is your show, and you can bring up anything. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. If you're listening to the program right now and you've ever had an experience in any sort of drug treatment program where you were abused by, uh, by other teenagers and participants in the program, such as has happened uh, to so many young people in America that have been subjected to programs that are very similar to the uh, straight incorporated programs from the early 1980s and early 90s, uh, Straight Incorporated no longer exists, but the its subsidiaries and uh, the people that used to run the old Straight Incorporated programs are still out doing the same awful things they've done in the past. They're still doing it today, and they're pretty much exempt from any sort of – I mean, they, they very rarely have actually been prosecuted, very rarely have actually been brought up on charges because, well, they're politically connected. Uh, the guy in charge of uh, Straight Incorporated is a man named Mel Sembler, and he's buddy-buddy with George W. Bush himself. He's on the campaign finance committee for the, uh, for the Romney campaign. I mean, these guys are connected. And so they managed to get away with these abusive, cult-like organizations that kids are checked into by their parents in many cases and forced to stay there, physically, physically trapped in these places where other kids are physically abusing them, mentally abusing them, and doing all sorts of torturous, awful things, we've been talking right. about uh, it under
1: the um, under the the guide of the program itself. That's I mean, correct. The the people that are doing it, the the students, the uh, uh, enrollees that are doing it. Well, they've got the uh, Im- approval, or at least the tacit approval, of the organization.
0: Absolutely they do, and it's uh, it's sick. I'd, we're just telling you some stories here to give you an idea of some of the things that go on. Of course, we'd love to hear your story. On the way, we'll talk about somebody who was tasered recently at a John Kerry event. Uh, but first, to finish up, Marcy Sizemore's story. Marcy was involved in Straight Incorporated back in the early 80s. And she says that during her 14 months at Straight, she suffered from specific medical problems. At the time, allergies. She says she needed shots uh, for every two weeks in order to treat them. But the Straight people denied her access to the shots. In fact, she only saw a doctor once in the 14 months she was in the program. While in the program, I also had serious fungus problem with my feet. The fungus were so bad that my feet were swollen to the point where I couldn't walk. And they also (laughs) smelled very bad. I told my foster mother that I needed medical attention, but received none. I was unable to wear my shoes, and I received no medical care until my mother took me to a doctor. By the time I got out of the program in March of 1982, my physical condition had completely deteriorated. I had developed open sores all over my back and arms, and I am informed by my pediatrician that this condition is caused by the mental and physical debilitation that I suffered while in the Strait, Incorporated program. I hereby affirm under penalty of perjury that the above statement is true and accurate. And here's one more short story for you, and we'll go to the phones. Bobby! A Boy Named Bobby by Ginger Warbis. Ms. Warbis was a former student at Straight Incorporated, our former home of Sarasota, Florida, Mark, which might explain why we had stories. Back when we originally covered this story, on uh, the Straight Incorporated story on the air, uh, four or five years ago at this point, people just called in and told their stories, and it was so disturbing. A lot of people have been in these yeah, uh, I don't systems. know where
1: this was. Maybe they bought uh, the old... Uh, you know, Sarasota Palms or something like that.
0: Who knows? Bobby was a 14-year-old boy growing fast. I'd stayed in his home as a foster sister to Bobby's sister, Kathy. Bobby had recently run away and been found weeks later sleeping out in the cold in an abandoned hotel near the beach. Oh, that's Ringling Towers. When he was (laughs) captured by former clients and returned to the program, he was half-starved, fatigued, and none too happy to see us. Bobby refused to concede that he needed to be in the program, and that was the one unforgivable sin. In retribution for his sin, ostensibly to save his life by bringing him to his senses, staff ordered a line of treatment euphemistically termed timeout. The timeout room meant that the client was taken out of the group and placed in one of four large closets, maybe six or seven feet square. Three or more other clients were selected from the group to provide intense confrontation therapy. The timeout room, upstairs just under the aluminum roof and almost out of earshot to the group, was particularly uncomfortable in the Florida summertime and was usually reserved for the real hard cases. This is where Bobby was taken. Staff would hand down the sentence pretty much on a whim after having the client stand up for confrontation by the group. They would ask the group, who wants to take so-and-so to the timeout room? It was a rhetorical question, as the slightest perceived lack of enthusiasm for anything that the staff asked was tantamount to treason and might be met with swift and severe punishment. Or it might not. Uncertainty is an important ingredient in this recipe. Yeah. Bobby's. Ton- I think that's
1: absolutely true in torture. That, uh, you know, not knowing whether or not you're going to get the torture, the fear of getting it,
0: just the constant fear. It's got to be huge. Bobby's timeout was the most brutal and sadistic event I've ever witnessed. As I recall, it lasted for two and a half to three days. During that time, Bobby was subjected to constant verbal and physical abuse at the hands of three to six other male clients, each replaced after a few hours by another client selected from the group by the staff. During the timeout, during TR, the client was usually forced to remain standing. Sort of like Jose Padilla was forced to remain standing by his captors, the federal government. I
1: wonder if the, uh, if George Bush got the, got the little tips from his friends.
0: Maybe he did. Often denied food, water, sleep, and every human dignity up into including the privilege of using the bathroom. A couple of times a day, staff would order Bobby to be trotted out in front of the group where various other clients would be selected to confront him about his problem. Unwillingness to be honest about the objective reality. This is, uh, you know, group speak. Yeah. Coltspeak of his current stature as a worthless, filthy, druggy piece of s, and his need for rehabilitation. The overall effect of this exercise was to reinforce in his mind that the group was solidly behind whatever was going on in that tiny room. The effect on the group was to reinforce in our minds just exactly what might happen to any of us, including his big sister, should we choose to break ranks. By the middle of the second day, I'm pretty sure the effect was lost on Bobby. He was gaunt, glassy-eyed, slack-jawed, and unable to remain standing without the assistance of the clients providing him with his confrontation therapy. I don't even think he was aware of his surroundings. Over the past 17 years, Bobby's face has hung in my mind. I'd often wondered whatever happened to him. If he ever got over the trauma, if his parents ever realized their grave error, or if he even survived. 800-259-9231 This stuff is going on right now in this country under various different names, run by various different people, all of whom are, were originally connected to Straight Incorporated. Let's go to the phones. You can take control of the airwaves and talk to Jenna in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jenna. Jenna hangs up the phone. Okay. Mm-hmm. 800. I guess you get nervous at that last moment. Yeah, that is the moment of truth. 1-800-259-9231. So, uh, again, Straight Incorporated is what we're talking about. There are more stories. I mean, we could go on and on. We could go on and on. Story after story coming from all over the country, from even from different countries. How anybody could think that this is okay? How anybody? I mean, what sort of a sicko? What sort of a sadist? How warped do you have to be to think that you can help solve people's problems with physical abuse, with torture, with deprivation? Well, I think that there, you know, there's a step beyond
1: tough love, right? Um, I think tough love, my understanding of the definition, is letting people deal with the consequences of their actions. Sure, stepping away. Right, Right. and you know, then to increase the consequences, you know, Mm -hmm. um, because you know, part of the consequences of drugs are uh, alienation from your family. Um, So you know, stepping up the alienation, or you know, you know, I don't know, it's it's taking tough tough love one step too far. Yeah, I'm fine with letting people uh, deal with the consequences of their actions. I'm all for that. Beating people up for therapy, yeah, not so good.
0: Very disturbing. 1-800-259-9231. On the way, John Kerry apparently was giving some speech recently at the University of Florida, and one gentleman had a question uh, that the police didn't like for some reason. Nick's got the story. We'll talk about it, and we'll take your calls about whatever's on your mind. If you've ever experienced any of the torture we've been talking about, and you feel like talking about it, we'd love to hear your story. At one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 this is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and it's your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. 9231 cai toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are for free. We've got the bulletin board system, over a quarter of a million posts, serious issues, and fun stuff. You'll find it all for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs com.
1: Now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like your will or living trust in minutes. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save 10%. That's
0: LegalZoom.com. 800-259-9231. Let's talk tasers.
2: Uh, Nick, what's the story? Well, this is from the rawstory.com. Um student tasered at Kerry Speech. Police tasered and arrested a University of Florida student Monday, when he engaged in a, quote, combative diatribe following a question of Senator John Kerry at a student forum about why he didn't contest the 2004 presidential election or or impeach President George W. Bush. Um, Now, according to the Gainesville Sun, uh, University of Florida College of Journalism and Communications student Andrew Meyer uh, approached an open microphone... uh, I lost my place, at the university auditorium and demanded Kerry answer his questions. Uh, The student claimed that university police department officers had already threatened to arrest him and then proceeded to question Kerry about why he didn't contest the 2004 presidential election and why there had been a move to impeach President Bush. Uh, Doesn't sound like the most outrageous of questions. It wasn't, and he wasn't that... He was a little bit uh, edgy when he was asking questions. I did watch the video Uh, prior to the show, Mm -hmm. and he was a bit edgy. uh, He was downright combative. Well... He's like, excuse me, sir,
1: Um, I need to know about, you know, why it is that uh, you, you know, it says here that you won the election and that you didn't contest it, and you need to tell us about your involvement with the Skull and Bones, and that's when they grabbed him.
0: Oh, the Skull and Bones, he mentioned that? He he, He did mention that.
1: Just to make all the conspiracy folks a little happier, they grabbed him within two seconds. He said Skull and Bones, they had him, they they were grabbing him and dragging him off within two seconds. That's interesting. And then he's screaming at the top of his lungs, what did I do, what did I do? What I do? What do I do? Yeah, what get you your hands off
2: of me. Right. right. But there's no law against asking a question in right. an angry it's a can- tone. It's, it's a
1: candidates a- forum. Right. Now, um, I I, I it, disagree it, that this is uh, this is a horrifying thing. Um, you think it's okay to arrest a kid and wait a second. him because he asks a question with a ho- bit of it's, hostility in his this voice? This says police, but that's not entirely accurate. These are campus police.
2: Those are still cops, they're, dude. They, they have a legal jurisdiction like any other police department.
1: So, uh, so they're essentially security guards. Now,
2: would it make that's you, not true. They're
1: would cops. It, would it make you feel better if they would have had security guards drag him off?
0: Look, uh, they didn't, uh, security guards probably wouldn't have the authorization to taser somebody. Right, likely they wouldn't.
1: Likely they wouldn't. He wouldn't put his hands behind his back. He busted out of their grip and ran back towards the microphone, towards Kerry on the stage. He ran towards a senator. I'm no, sorry. No, he didn't run towards Absolutely. the senator. You're he, dead wrong. Really, I'm telling you, I watched the video. He, he, but you both watched the video.
2: Yeah. He, I watched two of them. No, he, would, two he different was. angles. He was running, he was attempting to get away from the police. Unfortunately, no. the direction he went was towards
1: the senator. Now, I'm not saying that he was a madman and going to, uh, you know, st- uh, stick a knife in Kerry. I'm not saying that. But it's the cop's job to believe that he is.
2: I, I I didn't get that impression at all. They they didn't claim that either. They well, if if that had been a legitimate don't worry, our callers will come will tear if, me to pieces well, on this if one. If that had been a legitimate point, the police would have charged him with something to that effect, or they would have mentioned in their statements, which they haven't done so far. All they said was he was disturbing the peace and he was resisting arrest. They didn't say that they were concerned for the senator's security. Right. At all.
1: Well, I don't think running in the direction of a senator is a charge.
2: If it's not a charge, it's not a crime. Okay, so they pulled him.
0: He was asking a question. What was it that uh, that led them to get him away from the microphone in the first place? I can understand Mark where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. Like if they were trying to arrest him for something. And he escaped their grasp. Then, of course, then they're going to go after him. and They're going to tackle him. They're going to do things like that. Right now, but he was, what was it he was
1: doing? He that was a seminar um, caller essentially. He was one of these guys who was going to go on and on and on about the skull and bones and how Kerry was involved in
0: the conspiracy. How long had he
1: been going before the skull and bones? He said he, he said um, it, it, he had been going probably forty five seconds. Okay. and um, in that was essentially over. He you know made several statements as opposed to questions. Um, you know, asked about the skull and bones in a. Uh, a you know, inflammatory fashion. Then he said, wait, I've got like three more questions. Mm-hmm. So he, he made it very yeah. clear. I've got a microphone. I'm in front of a senator. So and I'm going to make a lot of noise. He's a jerk. Right. And, um, you know, th- they were going to remove him from the area. He was screaming at the top of his lungs, acting like a jerk, mm-hmm. and he would not leave the building. When he slipped from their grasp and ran towards the senator, they then threw him to the ground, and when he wouldn't put his hands behind his back, they, uh, they tasered him. They, and then he put his hands behind his back, well, and they cuffed him let, and took him out.
2: The, let's give the full story. They grabbed him, and he attempted to pull away um, and was yelling, what have I done? I didn't do anything wrong. Right, a lot then of that. Six police officers, says, pushed him to the ground. They essentially tackled him, and they had six officers on him. You're telling me that six officers, full-grown men, can't restrain a man and put him in handcuffs, and take him out of a building. It's without an inaccuracy. It
1: wasn't full, all full-grown men. I see and two I'll tell women you, here. And I'll tell you what: if I can put my hands on my hips, you're going to have one heck of a time getting getting um, no, they, them from behind me. Now you can grab my ear and twist it, and maybe the pain will cause me to release my hands. But that's what a taser's for.
2: Six men could carry him out of the building without handcuffs. Uh,
1: that's not what they're trained a, a to t- do. They are, these are not these are not security guards. They are not bouncers. They are th-
2: th- their goal to get cuffs on the guy. He didn't put cuffs on. That's the way it goes. You're supposed to use a taser in lieu of a firearm. That's the intended use of a taser. It's not to be used in, in lieu of forcing somebody's hand or getting compliance verbally. Uh, that is not the intent. It's, it's a less lethal s- weapon. It, it's not meant to be used to just coerce somebody I- into doing something. It's meant if he's posing an imminent threat of physical harm to the officers, which he wasn't.
1: Will you agree with me on this? This guy got precisely what he wanted. No I I don't he think got He got national news. He got his whole skull and bones thing in front of everybody who's watched the video. He got he made a big
2: old ruckus. Mm. I I would I, I think he just wanted an answer to his questions, and, and to his credit, Senator, and, Senator Kerry told the police to stop when they were pulling him away from the podium, and said, no, no, let, let him finish. I, can, I think I can answer his question. Well, but and, the
1: thing is, is he wasn't going to let Senator Kerry answer the question from the beginning. If the cops had not have pulled him away from that microphone, he would have gotten on there and continued on and on. He did not want to hear Why couldn't
2: they just flip the microphone they off? They did just before they grabbed him, but they cut it, and then a second later... Well, they then the
1: cops, the cops don't have the microphone. Um, well, the know, sound guy switch. does. Right. But uh, you're, what you're doing, you're, you're, you're asking these cops, it's their job to make sure things are orderly. They were going to take was action. Was he
2: disorderly by asking some
1: questions oh my on God. a microphone? He was screaming
2: at the top of his lungs. He was awful to listen to. I wouldn't say he was screaming. He was, he was I mean, it was, it was, he, it was an edgy tone of voice and he, he wasn't being quiet and meek about how he asked a question, but I wouldn't say he was screaming. Yeah. And right. Sen- Look, Senator Kerry has come out and condemned the arrest, so obviously he didn't feel that his safety was threatened.
1: What else could he do? Well,
2: he could take the tact tack you're taking, Mark, which is... It, you weren't that horrified by it. Well, In my the opinion, it's the,
1: it's the obligation of reasonable people to take this tact, and the,
0: the senators it's should not, be oh, you, Wait, you think it's reasonable to arrest somebody? Uh, Hold on, for, what, what arrest? What did he get arrested for? What Were they not arrested? They were just removing him? They weren't
1: arrested? They were attempting,
0: they, they were attempting
2: to remove him. Did they him. ask him to leave?
1: Uh, they, I don't no, know whether they asked. Well,
2: they asked him about. He said
1: he had three more questions. It sounds like supposedly they supposedly
2: were... they had talked to him beforehand. Uh, it's not clear in the articles. And Senator Kerry said he didn't know what the exchange was between him and police either. Uh, they may have just known he was going to ask a series of of pointed questions. Mm-hmm. But asking a series of pointed questions, even if I'm yelling at a senator, is not an arrestable offense. I mean, no, they could ask. It shouldn't be. They, I mean, if they asked him to leave and he was continuing to stand there for like five minutes and wouldn't leave, then I could see just grabbing him and pushing him out of the building. Right. I don't... Uh, look, I mean,
0: as far as what Mark's saying about if he broke away from the cops and ran, then I understand the cops, how they react in those circumstances. But I, I still question why they were bothering with him in the first place. If all he was doing was yammer, yammering for 45 seconds, uh, and then you know they decided to put a stop to him at that point with force, it seemed a little unnecessary. That's not these, what happened. I've been to these, uh, these sort of gatherings with political candidates, and I've seen the seminar speakers, and they just sort of yammer on and then the crowd starts groaning and there's sort of this social ostracism right. that happens. The crowd
1: that... clapped when this guy was getting drunk yeah, and off. then they screamed when he was tased. Well, they were
0: sc- screaming because they were getting pulled away, you know. I'm was not talking about their on. reaction to the violence. We know that people are sick and they like watching uh, violence. But I'm talking about the crowd reacting when a seminar speaker is going on and on and on and just droning. That's usually enough to get them to shut up. I don't think the police were necessary in this case. More on the way, this is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. CAI toll-free line, that's eight hundred two five nine 259 It is Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us online. FreeTalkLive.com is the place to go the features for free. Uh, and enjoy all of them. They're on the house. Though, if you like the show... Uh, we would ask that you voluntarily support us by going and shopping at the Free Talk Live store. Go to store.freetalklive.com to purchase all kinds of great Free Talk Live branded merchandise. That's store.freetalklive.com. Everything from Free Talk Live t-shirts to hats to uh, the lighter bottle opener combo, DVD Classic Archive collector sets. Hoodies, you know, it's getting cold the now. The hoodies are nice. They are really are. My... The
1: nice brass zippers. I have one. Or it's there's great. the non-zippered version as well,
0: which yes. is the pullover style, which yeah. is also nice. Some people like
1: those. I'm personally not, not a fan.
0: All right, so it's all there at store.freetalklive.com. Great quality merchandise and reasonable prices. That's store.freetalklive.com. We're talking about this story out of uh, what's it? The University of Florida, I guess. A mm-hmm. uh, young man had had gotten up to a microphone to ask John Kerry a, a series of questions, and he was, I guess, spending a little bit too much time on the mic. Maybe uh, rambling a little bit and that sort of thing. And I, I guess at some point the cops decided that they'd had enough and they decided to try to drag him out of the area, at which case he then uh, he then escaped the grasp of the police. They then tackled him and uh, tased him, which he actually begged the police to not tase him right before he was tasered by the police. But nonetheless, the police claimed he wasn't cooperating with them. Then again, we also know that the police have a tendency to be a little bit I don't know, trigger fingerish with their tasers. They, they sort of like to tase people because they can get away with being sadists and not actually harm the person. They, I mean, well, there is the chance that the person could have a heart attack, but in most cases you can get tased and no actual physical damage will be done to you long term. So it's a way for the police to be sick and, uh, and harm and hurt somebody for a short period of time without actually having any long-term consequences. So we've, we've seen that the police are more likely than not to employ this mes- method, whether or not it's actually necessary. And whether it was necessary in this case is questionable because it looked like there were a swarm of five or six police officers on this kid while he was on the ground. <laughs> you know, it's easy to armchair quarterback these things. What if you were one of
1: those cops and that guy rather than tasing you were going you guys were going to subdue him physically and then mm-hmm. remove him which would you be okay with that was is it the tasing that bothers you the most it, it seems a little unnecessary what if yeah. he just manages to slip one three um free and breaks your nose well, as a cop yeah i think the issue was it wasn't necessary to remove him in the
2: first place by force
1: well, I, I agree with that look, i understand where you're coming let from Let ask on that. his damn there questions could've, there could have been his rambling weird questions that where he's going to monopolize the microphone and not let Kerry speak At his own event... Um. Now you know the uh, the sound guy turned off the thing, but the cops probably felt like we got to get this guy out of here. He's just he's becoming too much of a problem. He needs to be removed. And then, but he was un- waiting
2: for his question to be answered. No, he was not. Well, he said I've got three more questions. Right, he was going to ask more questions. But what's he supposed to do? Just immediately leave the mic once they cut it out? I would assume, even if I wasn't going to ask more questions, that I was going to stand there and wait wait for the answer. That's what I do when I ask a politician. Right, questions.
1: you're talking about what you would do as a reasonable person. All you have to do is watch this video. This guy was not acting in a reasonable manner. He was acting confrontationally. A cop that sets off all kinds of, um, you know, alarms. He's like, what? What are, what are they? Gonna, what is he going to do to Senator Kerry? Do you ask want that ever, to happen? Ask him
2: an uncomfortable question.
1: How do you think that's going to go for your promotion later if uh, Kerry it's, gets killed by uh, some nut while you're four feet away?
2: If somebody asks me an uncomfortable or a rude question in an angry tone, the police don't swarm on him and push him. Try to push him. It out wasn't of the just one question. Okay, it uh, was over
1: they, and over in a combative style. It was
2: less his question less, and then less when the, than and that. then
1: he could have just said, "Okay, I'm leaving. Let's go." He,
2: well, but he wanted to scream at the top of his lungs. Bah! Well, because I, w- I don't know if I would have less left peacefully either. I don't. I, I mean, I probably w- I wouldn't necessarily resist, but I don't think I would. Walk right out. Well, I think that I everybody should and... should
1: watch this video as an example what not to
2: do when oh, you're. Um... I'm not saying he acted well. No, I'm it's, no saying... one's
0: defending the kid in this particular case, and they shouldn't.
2: I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying he acted well. I recently, think the police overreacted. Is what yeah. happened.
0: They could have handled this. I'm just with... saying it's easy to armchair
1: quarterback this. They thing. could have
0: handled this with far more decorum. We don't know what the police said. When I've they seen came a lot,
1: a lot of more shocking things the cops have done. This just doesn't shock me. I'm sorry. You know, there here's a combative kid made a made a. You've fool been desensitized. Of You've been desensitized. No way. Then, Mark. He made a
0: fool of himself. He was. Uh, what well, couldn't you left it at that? Let him make a fool of himself. I was at the Hillary Clinton thing here in Keene because a group of our activists were going there to hold signs and that sort of thing. And I went inside and there was this guy that got a, his hands on the microphone and he just started rambling about who knows what and making declar you know declarative statements. He you know rambled and rambled before he finally got to a question. Then he wanted to ask another question and. You know, the crowd just started groaning and they started saying things. The crowd was saying things like, "Okay, you've had enough," or, or whatever, and that was enough to shame the guy to say, you know, to make him realize he'd stepped over the line. And I think that if the police had let it let it be, that the same sort of thing would have happened in this case. It seems like it was completely unnecessary for them to step in and use violence on this. So, kid. what if it had been instead of police, it had been security
1: officers? hired um you know hired from a private firm that were doing this that were trying to remove him and they didn't taser
0: him well they didn't taser him then i don't see why it would be such a big deal i mean again if now, they were reacting on have, ever, I'd have, have a problem been, with that. have you ever been thrown out of a bar i don't
1: uh, no get into i don't, bars I don't, I don't and imagine belligerent you have. um usually when you're getting thrown out of a bar you get hurt in some manner or another. Yeah. You know, your head hits the uh, door frame, or you know, something gets stepped on. Your arm gets twisted up behind mm-hmm. your back. Th- that's what happens to people who are jerks in establishments. Mm-hmm. That's what these security people would have done if they would have removed him. Instead, the cops
0: tasered him.
2: Yep, I don't see a difference. Well, this is a public forum, number one, and the University of Florida receives right. public funds. I'm 99. And he's a 9. student there, I believe. Yes. 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 He he which
0: means he's a paying client.
2: And this is this is a public forum where the candidates are supposed to be having a dialogue. With a person. He's not it's a not, candidate. Kerry is not a candidate. Where, where politicians are supposed to be having a discussion with the people. So he was asking questions in a way that perhaps the police did not like. But he wasn't doing something that was completely out of bounds. Let's go to the head.
0: phones. We've got calls on this. Let's talk to Jim in Second Life. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jim. Yeah, how's going? What's on your mind? <laughs>
4: yeah, I just uh, watched that video earlier today, and there was a lot of uproar on MySpace about it. And I, was, I watched the video, and I was just kind of and I was a little bit more mad at the people that sent me more than they, uh, what, what the cops were doing, because what it looked like he was doing, and I have to agree with Mark, and I kind of feel bad for saying
1: that. But yeah, was... it's got to be tough for you.
2: <laughs> yeah, I
4: know. Don't come to sleep tonight. But anyways, I was watching it, and it was going on and on and on and on, and it looked like the cops were just going to go and escort him out. And he, right off the bat, he started, like, screaming and yelling, and he started pushing himself away and started running towards you know, running towards Carrie. Uh, the whole time, the whole time I was watching that video, he was resisting arrest. I mean,
0: how long yeah, was he going like on before either. the cops stepped in? How long was he going on for?
4: Um, I, the, the video that I saw, the, the videos that I saw, basically kind of like cut in right uh, while he was in the middle of talking.
5: Mm-hmm. And the
4: only thing you got to hear was like, and why didn't you defeat Bush? Oh, and, you know, what about the skull and bone? I'd say it was no, about 45 I really seconds.
1: I saw a video, another video where it was not nearly as much fun to watch. The one you saw was good. The bad one, um, you, it gets quite a bit of the questioning and that kind of thing, and it's horrible to watch. Try not to watch it, just listen to it, otherwise you'll get seasick.
0: I'd say 45 <laughs> seconds is on the, on the light side for a seminar speaker, for a seminar questioner. I'd say that's not very much at all. Okay. Well, yeah. uh, thanks for you thanks should for have a minute. You should have a good minute to make your point and ask your question to whoever it is that's speaking. I don't think a minute's unreasonable. He's probably he probably stood in a line and waited to get to the microphone, as many people do in these cases. And I mean, we don't know because you're saying 45 seconds, Mark. I'm going to take your word for it. Well, the article says about a minute. About a minute. Totally reasonable. Oh, yeah. I don't see anything unreasonable about that. Let the crowd ostracize him. No need to step in with security.
1: Well, th- that's the armchair quarterback version. this That's how you would have done it after you have a chance to look yeah. at it all. There's a couple of cops there. They see a guy who's acting in an inflammatory fashion, mm-hmm. who right. a- appears to be unreasonable. Who has done nothing who, but ask a question. Who, in their mind, very well may be referencing psycho, um, psychotic visions of this Cullen Bones thing. He doesn't know. He could. He that guy could think that Senator Kerry is the devil himself. And so they're just trying to get rid of the guy. Then right, he resists so, arrest. So
0: Jim, you're on the on the side of the cops on this one, huh? Um,
4: not necessarily. Uh, I did. You did think they overreacted a little bit. But then again, if I was in their situation and I had a guy that was you know resisting arrest and running towards uh, an elected official, you know what you know what would have happened to me if I didn't? do Well, oh, dude, so. I can
0: understand. As I said, and Jim, thanks for the call. I can understand the police's response after he broke out of their grasp, and, and all of that. I can understand them escalating, because then the, the level of force against right. them yeah. had been escalated. I only question whether or not they should have intervened in the first place. I don't think they should have. Let's continue and talk to Kelsey in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hi, guys. What's on your
6: mind? Well, I'm having trouble understanding Coffee why answer. you're critiquing his behavior. Who? In what country do we live in? Who's behavior? This not the country where your speech is protected.
0: Are you talking about the young man talking uh, into the microphone? Absolutely,
6: absolutely.
0: Well, your speech is certainly protected, uh, though. I mean, that doesn't mean he can ramble on for five minutes. But he wasn't going for five minutes. He was well, going for forty-five ostrac- seconds.
6: But you're a fan of ostracism. Why That's can't right. he ramble on? Why can't John Kerry jump down off the stage and punch him out? Do we need the goon squad?
0: I like. I'm on the side of uh, of them not intervening. I thought that the crowd could very well have ostracized him, but no, they called in the cops. So well, maybe, I, maybe you misunderstood I what I said. I
6: don't they were called in. I mean, they were already there.
0: Okay, well, somebody gave the order, or who, whatever happened, the cops took action. When right, I one say, of the cops decided, this is it, and then they all I went. I say it was it. totally unnecessary. He'd only had 45 seconds. He should have been given a little bit more time to wind down or to allow the crowd to to yell at him or to insult him and embarrass him and make him go away on his own.
6: Well, what, does it, what does it mean to be an American? More on I mean, the way. Free the free talk years.
0: With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into our number three of the program. And you can take control of the airwaves toll free at 1-800-259-9231. That's 800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site totally free. So enjoy those on us. Uh, that is, again, freetalklive.com. We're talking about the college student and the University of Florida that was tasered for asking a few questions. Maybe being a little belligerent, maybe being a little rude, uh, but tasered for standing at a microphone and asking some questions. Now we've been through the uh we've been through the case, sort of run it down for you, as I understand it so far, and I've seen the seen the video footage. That and we didn't actually the, the footage that I saw didn't show him asking his question, but you say, Mark, it was forty five seconds to, to a, a minute, minute. Sure. that he was up there and the cops then stepped in and attempted to remove him from the microphone, mm-hmm. to which he then responded by breaking free from the police's grasp. They then uh, went uh, pursued him. They don't forget him. all the screaming
1: and yelling at the top of his lungs like a madman.
0: They uh, they caught him. They tackled him. They brought him to the ground. There were something like five or six cops on this guy. Big cops too, not little you know scrawny little cops. Uh, pretty big cops. There were quite a few women involved. I think that might be an exaggeration. And then they uh, and then they tasered him, and. I understand where the cops were coming from in that he escalated. He did not, you know, uh, very easily leave the situation, and he ran, you know, broke free from their grasp. So at that point, they anything could have happened, and they had to subdue him. So I understand that part. But it seems to me that there's two problems that I disagree with. Uh, One is that the kid should have never been interrupted in the first place he should have been allowed to finish out his question and if it if it went on too long they could have turned his microphone off the crowd could have booed him the crowd could have ostracized him the crowd could have told him to get you know get away from the mic let the next person up and then if he continued to refuse at that point i don't see it would have been unreasonable for them to say look you know we're just going to have to ask you to leave, and if not, we will bring the police over here. Right. Was there I, any sort of uh, warning for this guy besides the police coming I up and grabbing him? I think they might have him? said
1: something from the side because he said something like to the effect that, I have three more questions, uh, so I think he might have been asked to leave the microphone one time. Um, you know, I'll, I'll concede this. It's a public forum in the sense that it's a university paid for uh, partially by taxpayer money. Um, it was a and it was a student. it was a um you know speak you know the, the uh, Kerry was speaking to the people, and they were there was gonna be microphones, so the uh, they sort of lured this weirdo in you know, with the idea that you'll be able to get your question in and talk to the good senator, and he'll answer your questions mm-hmm. and I think that that Kerry wanted to do that at this um you know, and that's it, so it's a freedom of speech. I'm gonna give coffee that to some extent, but if it was a private university. And these were private security guards, then that part wouldn't be the issue. So, can you give these cops the, um, you know, the point of being slightly overprotective of the senator from
2: a guy who is acting strangely? Slightly overprotective, I think, is an understatement. I, think I don't. know. I, I don't. What were they protecting him from when they initially removed him from the microphone? If you're going to have a free society, people are going to be disruptive. They're going to ask annoying questions, and they might stay on the mic for two or three minutes.
1: Perhaps the cops need to be educated in the um, area of freedom of speech and a free society. Yeah, I would agree but, with that. But when, when they put their hands on the guy to, to escort him out, like a bouncer would, like a private security guard would, and he started jerking around and That's screaming at the top out of his line. lungs... That's, where they esca- that's when they escalate, and I, that's what cops do. I, do. I,
2: I can see why they escalated. I understand that. But this wasn't a drunk at a bar, and they weren't bouncers. This and remember, public- they only put their hands on him. It's not like they grabbed him in a chokehold and drug him well, out they, at they, first. They put their hands on him, but they did kind of, kind of push him away. They were pushing. It's because he was using force, too. The kid? He was, he was standing. Yes. They he was
1: standing talking to a microphone. To get, he was trying to get them off of him. Yeah. Right. That's they grab- after they grabbed him right, unnecessarily. But it's an escalation of force. Grab. Now you say the term grab. That. They put his hand, their hands on him to guide him out of yeah, the. Yeah. That's
0: grabbing. The, you're but,
1: grabbing someone and moving them physically away from Oh my God! You you interfered with life. my personal space. See, that's just a little too overreactionary. You put your hands on me now. I have the right yeah. to scream at the top of my lungs and kick and throw. No, a I didn't tantrum. say he have the right to
0: kick and throw a tantrum. I didn't say that. I I I'm with you, Mark. In that this guy over uh, this the gentleman who was being removed. So you're saying yeah, what the cops did wrong was place their hands on the gentleman. The cops. What the cops did wrong was interfere in the first place. The cops should have stayed at the side of the room until this guy continued to refuse. Uh, if people were to Cops ask are him trained to trained to
1: maintain order. Was he asked this guy to leave the was mic? out of order.
0: Was he asked to leave the
1: mic? I, I believe he may have been. I told you that there was evidence that that may be the case.
0: You've got actually not really anything conclusive though. So let's go to the phones and talk to Puke in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live on the Amplifier Line. Hey, Puke.
7: Good evening, guys. What's on your hey, mind? Man. One thing that no one has mentioned is that in uh, the video that I saw, well, I saw both videos, but there's the one where it's clearly from the back of the auditorium. Um, you can see a guy right off to the corner in a suit start making the slashing uh, the motion across your neck to say cut him off. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, you know, he does that quite violently. And then right after that, the cops just walk up to the guy and grab him. And, uh, you know, I don't think the cops, you know, should have just walked right up to him and grabbed him. They could have, you know, somebody could have walked up there and either taken the mic away or said, you know, you're done. Please leave, or something like that. They just sort of immediately went to grab them and drag them off.
0: Right. They could have been a little more diplomatic about it. And again, the cops, you know, they aren't trained this way. They're trained to be violent people, and uh, so their first response is violence. They could have walked up and sort of stood there like a bouncer. Their first
1: response was not violence. Their first response was
0: to guide the man out. You're saying guide. Uh, Other people are saying grab. It
2: looked like push.
0: I mean, they other people
2: are are saying push. Guiding and pushing are pretty much the same thing it was a male cop onesie. and a female
7: cop And they grabbed his arms and started kind of Pushing him away from the mic I mean they could have been much more diplomatic and then, obviously, then the guy just went nuts, and I don't agree with what he did there. So, do you right. think there's any chance, yeah,
1: sure. Puke, that they um, that they saw the the man in the suit, that the police saw the man in the suit, who was probably some kind of authority, um, you know, I don't a campaign manager or something for Kerry, um, the handler, as it were. They saw him make the slashing motion. They interpret that to mean this guy needs to be Kill cut him. off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean...
7: Because the two cops that grabbed him were actually standing in front of the guy that made the cutoff motion.
1: So they didn't see so that.
7: they were obviously taking orders from somebody, probably.
1: So, uh, hold on. Um, so the, you think that the cops took orders to get the guy or not um, Not took orders?
7: I think they probably took orders.
0: It certainly
1: so, makes sense. I mean, I mean that's I what they paid you to do. I can't really tell.
0: Right. I mean, we're all speculating at this point. It, it would seem, and I'm, I'm with you, Puke, it would make a lot more sense, and thanks for the call, make a lot more sense for the cops to... Maybe to just come up in the vicinity, sort of cross their hands in front of their chests and stand there as the guy finishes up his question. I'll give you that say, would have been better. You know, say wrap it up, man. But wrap it up.
1: But that's armchair quarterbacking. That's what I'm. That's what you that's understand. That's what we're here
0: for. It's a talk radio show. Do you show? understand we what I mean?
1: quarterback things. Do you understand what I mean? Like they didn't do. I say I'm not horrified. That's those are the. That's the term I'm using. I'm not horrified by what happened because. I don't think they acted that far out of line. Yes, what you're suggesting probably would have worked I'm Glad we're
0: on the same page. Let's talk to Mike in Connecticut. You're on Free Talk Live, Mike. Hey,
8: guys. How you doing?
0: What's on your Good. mind? Good.
8: Did you see all the videos out there? Because there's quite a few.
0: I only saw two. I've okay. seen two as well.
8: There's a couple I want you to see because, for first of all, there was more than enough officers there to subdue him, and he didn't have a weapon, so there's no, there's no reason for them to use that kind of force.
1: Uh, hold on. How do you know he didn't have a weapon? Huh? How do you know they probably he well, I think him down?
8: he'd be, be out in the the regular press if he had a, had a weapon.
1: So you think that they patted everyone down that came in? No, the, they patted I him think, down no, if they I arrested they him. Have, oh, so they out found out they afterwards, found afterwards he didn't on. have a weapon. Right, I see. Listen
8: to this. They tased him at least six times.
1: Six times? Yes. Now, how do you, how do you know that's true? I
8: want you to see this video, and I can't find it now.
1: But how do you know that he, they tased him six times?
8: Because that's what is being reported.
2: You you can hear when a well when a taser but, but is used you can listen, hear it crack I, so they I've can seen control it. this over it. and
8: over again with police. Okay, they taser him and he's on the ground, and they're yelling at him, screaming at him to get up, and he's getting up and he's almost on his feet and they tase him again and you literally see his feet flip like his legs are going over his head and he falls on the ground. Mm. If that's not abuse of power, I don't know what is. If yeah. they're
1: tasering him six times in a row like that, and the guy's trying to, and, you know, and, and I thought they drug him up and drug, and took him out, because he appeared to be walking out.
8: Well, they were screaming at him, get up, get up, get up, and then they grabbed him by his arms, he's almost on his feet, and then they tased him again, and he
0: He flips over. You know, it's just awful that the cops have this power, and I'm sure you can go and find these on YouTube. And, uh, Mike, thank you for the call. We appreciate it. We see them abusing it all the time. The purpose of the taser is to end a violent confrontation in as nonviolent a manner as possible. This guy was. This kid was certainly a punk. He was certainly being. Uh, he was certainly out of line with the way with his behavior. But was it necessary for him to be tased in that particular case? I say no. We'd love to hear from you at 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. This is your show. It is free talk live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring us anything. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. Say CAI. Toll-free line for you. Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are for free, so enjoy those on us. We've got archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, never fear. You can download them all for free right there on the front page of our website at freetalklive.com. And your mattress was likely manufactured using all kinds of disturbing chemicals. Does this bother you? Well, it bothers some scientists, especially in the case of young children. Savvy Rest mattresses are made of 100% natural latex rubber, organic wool, and organic cotton. Try their crib mattresses, too. SavvyRest.com. For the sleep you've been dreaming of, that's SavvyRest.com. By the way, the uh, the archives uh particularly important tonight. For our new listeners in Ann Arbor and Detroit, Michigan, wanted to welcome aboard our newest affiliate, WAAM Talk Radio 1600. The talk of Ann Arbor. They're on board for hour number three of the program every single night of the week. Excellent. So, uh, and we're following up Michael Savage, of all people. So, uh, talk about a change of gears. Right. People are gonna. They're gonna get whiplash from the difference <laughs> between Savage and this show.
1: <laughs> we are the anti-Savage. Right. Everything that Savage believes, we believe the opposite. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I don't know <laughs> everything he believes. Language, but,
0: uh, culture, and borders.
1: Yeah, not exactly our mantra.
0: Well, um, so anyway, you can visit us online, freetalklive. dot com. We do the show six nights a week. You guys are getting at least five of them, and uh, you can get anything that you miss online at freetalklive.com. And I'm I'm actually going to have to call the program director there and find out what's going on because they've got me uh, they've got me listed on they got the show listed on their schedule from nine to eleven o'clock. So maybe they're grabbing an hour of the earlier program and putting it in there. I didn't know that was going to happen. So I thought they were just taking an hour of the show. Maybe they're taking two now. Who knows? Anyway, if you're listening in uh, Ann Arbor and Detroit, welcome aboard. You're going to hear something a little bit different on Free Talk Live. Yeah, try not
1: to be horrified. Um, feel free to call in at any time if you have any questions. But, sure. Yeah, listen to us for a while, and you will see the consistency in our message. You'll figure it out. Right. We're not just screaming lefties. We're not you know, far
0: ultra-righties. We believe in liberty. Exactly. Pro-freedom, every issue, every time. We believe in personal responsibility. We believe that Americans can solve their own problems. Without the government's involvement. 1-800-259-9231. That allows you to bring up whatever you want. Uh, In the meantime, we go back to the phones because people want to talk about this uh, issue with the young man who was tasered recently. Was it over the weekend this happened? No, this uh, happened yesterday. Okay. Uh, it happened at the University of Florida. Mm-hmm. He was yammering on on the microphone for a little bit too long. The police stepped in and took action. I say unnecessarily. We, I think we've all come to the consensus at this point that the police might have been a little, a little bit. I don't know, brash with their actions initially. Maybe they, I should, think have they been been should have, have more
1: more sec- I think they shouldn't have had police there. I think they should have had security.
0: Either way, whether we I mean, we security doing the same thing, I would still have the same. Critique. My question they should is, have
1: been more why would Why would uh, well, the security wouldn't have had tasers, so that wouldn't. Well, make, that make was the
0: later. I'm talking about them interfering in the first place. That's my main issue. The tasering sort of a side thing, you know, that wasn't really right. necessary. But the kid was out of control, and you have to do something in that case. But nonetheless, let's go to the phones to the fun to Tim in North Carolina. Tim, you're on Free Talk Live with the In and, uh, Nick and uh, i
3: got to
9: disagree with mark on it man
0: okay all right tim
9: uh, I, I knew I that was coming they from you tim went, went up and put their hands on the guy what's that uh, they went up and put their hands on him and I, I just think it was out of line they didn't they didn't you know ask him anything they didn't say you're under arrest or anything like that
1: it, I, it would appear as though they don't they didn't say anything like that. I, they may have. It seems like it's quite possible that they said something to him of like, you know, are, are you done or something like that. And he said, uh, I have three more questions. So perhaps so the, the police you know, talked I to mean, him?
9: You know, he, he was out of line, no doubt about it. But uh, I, I just think the, the taser and thing for what he'd done was just uh, totally over the top.
1: Well, um and, and what usually happens when you're out of line uh, within six
0: feet of a police officer?
9: Don't they well, teach? Well, you them? know they're trained on a one track, man. Right, right. they like, sure are. Right, maybe they're
0: and not they, teaching the cops like the twisty holds thing. You know, he can twist somebody's arm in a certain way, sort of like a martial oh, arts. Oh, teach
2: him. Yeah, they but do teach him. Wouldn't to, that have been, how been how enough? It lo- hold. Oh, it uh, should have been. Well, what would they have done I mean, without their it taser? It would have
9: been enough to turn his mic off and uh, you know, and, and just maybe kind of manhandle him outside, because those guys were definitely big enough to do it.
1: Oh yeah, these big old cops. I think they could. Have, I them. think they could have too, but they didn't pull out the taser until he ran back towards the senator. And yeah, at, but then,
9: but then they tasered him after he was handcuffed.
0: Right, they pulled
1: out sure, the taser. And they do
0: that because <laughs> they're sick. They pulled out the taser hey, exactly, after they right. had him on I mean, the ground. Once,
9: he's down, once he's, that's kicking a guy when he's down, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, Tim, thanks for the call. Appreciate it, man. Let's go to Matt in Illinois. Oh, actually, let's instead go to Scott in California, listening on KSCO. Scott, you're on Free Talk Live
6: tasered him when he was handcuffed okay you know 18 years ago uh, I, I, uh while in custody of the uh, contra costa uh, county uh, sheriff's department i witnessed a crime in a holding cell uh, a drunk uh, a drunk called a, a deputy was acting like an asshole he called him an asshole and the cop said come here and the guy went with him to a cell and later I, I walked down alone and looked through the window and lo and behold, there were two men and, two, and one woman, uh, deputies p- taking turns punching him oh. with latex gloves on. Okay. Then, uh, in the morning, I saw some blood on the wall, but that's not the crime. The crime I witnessed was that, um, in, in, in the morning, they they had to remove a deputy had to remove handcuffs from, from the from the deep grooves the deep valleys in his wrists.
5: Mm, wow! The,
6: uh, the, the uh, they had they had put the handcuffs so deep in his wrists. By the morning they had ballooned and were bright red. Oh and my purple. goodness i'm sure that the man is maimed or nearly maimed you know i have uh, some nerve damage from just just a little bit of abuse from uh, handcuffs wow and, and 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 he spent the entire night there and they laughed about it in the morning. Sure they did. The deputy was really careful to remove it. He was acting like a surgeon. He had to actually remove these handcuffs. And he said, oh, the, the, the other deputies were laughing. They must have sat on his uh, hands. Yeah, you sat on him. And the guy knew better than to say a goddamn word. Mm. Okay. And then, you know, I was there a long time. And later I saw internal investigators coming. And they just took a list. Well, were you involved with in that last night? That thing last night? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, brush like, it under, brush
0: under the rug as usual.
6: So kick them when they're down, and my... God, what is going on behind those cell doors? It's a great
0: question. You know, the fact is uh, the law enforcement profession, while there are some good people in it, it attracts sadists. We've seen evidence. We've seen case after case of these people. They want to get these jobs so they can have these opportunities, the opportunities to, uh, you know, to beat and to harm and to maim people that are in their custody and have absolutely nothing done to them about it. Thanks for sharing the story, Scott. We appreciate the call
1: now um I, you know I, of all of us here of of anybody who's called in, I have seen the most law enforcement abuse of people anywhere. you've been in I, prison, yeah, I've been in prison. I've seen it happen. I've seen people beaten with cuffs on that kind of thing. I am not willing to condemn these officers in at the University of Florida based on the actions of people that I've seen. I am going to take them case by case. look if That's somebody should be if somebody case uh, by case. beat the crap out of a drunk guy in uh, Costa. Costa Costa County, whatever it was, uh, Contra Costa. Costa County, um, then then they should be taken up on charges. Now, right, but they likely typically aren't. Typically, they are not. They have these internal investigations. It's the uh, you know it, it's
0: it's the. It's watchers. okay, citizens. We've looked into the situation and we found that everything was by the book.
1: It can often be the fox foxes watching the hen house in that particular yeah. circumstance. But I want to see you know
0: case by case one 800 if we were to get to more of a peace officer situation where we weren't necessarily arresting people for so many uh, made-up crimes like drug possession and that sort of thing, they would have less people to abuse, and if they're be- abusing a murderer, then eh, that's one thing. Uh, more on the way, you can take control of the airwaves. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show and you can take control of the airwaves. Toll free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll free line It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are for free, so enjoy those on us, including the bulletin board system. We've got over a quarter of a million posts. Lots to talk about there, and it's fun and it's free, so head over to bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com.
1: SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com or call 800-544-6359. Do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live.
0: Uh, On the way here, we'll share an email from someone over in the United Kingdom, a listener of ours who had a conversation with a former cop and a former former military member over there who he describes as totally indoctrinated and brainwashed. We'll talk about that here in a moment, but first to the phones and to Matt in Illinois on the Amplifier Line. Hello, Matt.
5: Good evening, gentlemen. What's on your mind? Uh, I was digging through my pockets, and I found this handbook for Illinois jurors about a year ago. When I was on jury duty.
0: So this is government propaganda? Oh, yeah. Okay.
5: And uh, there's a couple of things that I underlined in it. What's interesting about this is I was on probation at the time when I was called to jury duty. And Mm. I talked to my probation officer, and she told me to just go in. Mm -hmm. So I did. And they gave this to everybody that was there. And there's a couple of things. The first thing I highlighted was... um, After the jury has been selected, the jurors will be asked to rise and to swear or affirm to well and truly try the matters at issue and render a true verdict according to the law and the evidence. Hmm. And then on the other side, there's a little thing that I underlined. It says, uh, jurors should deliberate with open minds, give respectful consideration to the opinions of fellow jurors, freely exchange views or opinions concerning the case, and not hesitate to change their minds when reason or logic so dictate. That doesn't sound too bad.
3: No, sure. That's fine.
5: Even if a juror does not agree
10: with the law, the judge
5: has stated he or she is still obligated to follow that law.
10: Ooh, just a
0: lie. Out and out fabrication. Yeah, that is what the judge stated. Okay, maybe that part's true. The judge does state those things, but he's lying to you. Well,
5: this is what's written in the handbook. I'm quoting it. Right. The judge decides the law. The jury determines the facts. Bah! Just that, that is what is written in the Illinois a handbook for Illinois jurors, and I agree. That, is a, that is a lie. Yep.
0: It, uh, for all of our new listeners in uh, Detroit and Ann Arbor, and anybody, anybody just tuning in, the truth is that judges don't want you to know. This is the, this is the thing that judges and prosecutors—the secret. About juries that they never want you to discover. And that is very simply that you, as a juror, are the final fourth check, the fourth check and balance. On the other branches of government,
1: this is how prohibition got overturned in the first place. They didn't just go, you know,
0: and slavery. Absolutely, I don't know about slavery. They helped. Yet. They definitely helped in the, okay. the fight against slavery.
1: Um, either way, this is how some of the really ugly stuff in Americans his, America's history has been overturned by juries,
0: right? Because these
1: uh, politicians. It is a government by the people, right? Supposedly. We didn't make the law, right? The politicians we voted on
0: the politicians. Pa- the politicians pass bad laws. And then the judicial branch, or the executive just passes it right through. The judicial branch refuses to enforce it or to, to flip it over as unconstitutional. And so, therefore, somebody ends up getting charged with the law. That's, That's a, a fun makes, little noise. A big, uh, problem with one of our microphones, I think. Um, <laughs> anyway, we'll figure out what that problem is well, here in a moment. Uh, so... So they pass these bad laws, and they uh they are beginning to enforce them on people and then the people say to themselves, "Wait a minute, this is wrong. My friends smoke marijuana there's nothing- ru- there's nothing inherently bad about smoking marijuana i don't think that you should be spending time in jail for this i'm going to vote not guilty because I think the law is bad. Jurors still to this day have that right it's called jury nullification, and I don't think we can talk about it enough, really. Thanks for bringing that forth, Matt. any other thoughts um
5: uh just to conclude, it says uh, in Illinois you have to, uh, the, the juries have to completely agree, 100%. So if you are on a jury in Illinois and anybody who's listening and you disagree with the law, if you hold out, at least in this state, I don't know if it's the same in other states.
0: It is that way, I think, in most other states, yes.
5: Then, um, then you by yourself can get that. Well, at least one person, yeah
0: it's not going to be a not guilty, uh, but it will hang the jury, right and then they'd have to try them they'd have to try him again right um so it's it's something that you can do and, and holding holding outs very important and remember, um from what I understand from reading the fully informed jury association website at FIJA.org, dot org if you are on a jury and you are deliberating with the other jurors, you cannot inform them about jury nullification, you have to keep it to yourself. They'll and, kick you off if they find out that uh, right. you you know their secret. Yep, exactly. The way that they
1: um' cause essentially they could have had all these great uh, the, the the politicians would have loved these great uh, things like right. alcohol being being illegal and being able to own slaves and that kind of nonsense.
0: Thanks for the call, Matt. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I highly recommend that anybody, uh, everybody, uh, who ever has a chance of possibly serving on a jury in the future, and it's pretty much in most states, anybody with a driver's license, I think. That you go to FIJA.org, F-I-J-A, FIJA, Fully Informed Jury Association, FIJA.org, and read up on this. Because it's very, very tricky, the things you have to do when you actually are on a jury to avoid revealing the fact that you know about jury nullification. If you, for instance... Right, it's essentially
1: been outlawed at this point. The power of the people, the power that that at one point rested with the people, has now been outlawed.
2: Well, it, but there's no penalties, really. Right. There's just, no, I guess there's no law. They could hit you
0: with a contempt of court charge, from what I understand.
2: At least they'll threaten you with it. Whether or not
0: they actually will do it is another question. Contempt and, of court usually is just a threat. And if you are uh, on a jury and you come out and you're the person that hung the jury and the judge asks you why you voted the way you did... I forget what their advice is on that one. There's there's some very careful way that you have to answer that. And so, again, do your research, FIJA.org. Let's continue with the phone calls. Talk to Jeremy in Texas. Jeremy, you're on Free Talk Live.
10: Yeah, did you guys uh, look at the front page of the Wall Street Journal today?
0: I don't get the Wall Street Journal, but uh, do tell. What's on there?
10: Well, uh, since uh, the government stopped subsidizing uh, tobacco farmers, they tobacco farmers are actually starting to make higher profits now Interesting. Because now they're free of their uh, regulations that were necessary for them to follow, to follow in order to uh, get the subsidies
0: hmm. so wait so the is this the federal government you're talking about yeah
10: yeah the you know the federal government uh, subsidies that were enacted during the new deal for mm-hmm. tobacco farmers that almost all other other uh, farms are they pretty much get these subsidies, and as a result, they have to follow rules in order to get the subsidies. Sure. And buyers who don't buy from farmers who get subsidies are penalized. So. So they're pretty much uh, encouraged to buy from the farmers who get subsidies and follow all the uh, regulating rules.
0: So you're saying that you're saying that the subsidies are gone now? That's over
10: for the tobacco farmers. Only for the tobacco farm, For right. tobacco, that crop.
0: Make a note, not a Mark. This crop. is very rare. It's very rare that any sort of government program will actually well, be. But for removed. tobacco farmers,
1: I mean, at this point, the the government's completely turned on tobacco.
10: Right. And right. Yeah. And as a result, so now that tobacco farmers are free to sell to people, you know, who don't have to, you know, who won't get penalized for buying from, you know, mm-hmm. non-subsidized farmers. They're, you know, they're free from the government regulations. Sure, they're so, free to
0: succeed and free to fail. Uh, the marketplace is once again acting in the way it's supposed to act, though I'm sure there are probably still some states with some subsidy programs. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, hey, great news. Thank you for bringing that up. Any other thoughts? Mm-hmm.
10: Uh, I just want to you know point out that um, we have a possible turnaround here, at least when it comes to farming subsidies, because now critics of the subsidies have some hard evidence.
0: They got some ammunition, right? Because like you say there's all kinds of other farm subsidies out there where farmers are actually paid to not grow their crops. I mean it's it's exactly. nutso. Thanks for the call, Jeremy. And in many of those cases, those farmers that are receiving the subsidies are very, very big farms. They're uh, well, they're politically connected farms. They're not necessarily your starving mom-and-pop farmer that's getting these subsidies. It's In many cases, I
2: think... Uh, this isn't
1: John Cougar camp we're talking about here. This a, is Monsanto. A,
2: and the, a lot of the farm subsidies have a negative impact on small family farmers because they, they drive unfair. profits. Yeah, it is. Yeah.
0: More on the way, you can take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number for you is 800-259-9231. Just enough time for your call if you make it now. This is Free Talk Live. Talk Live, it is your show. You can bring up anything The to toll-free number. 800-259-9231. Sickles CAI toll-free line. Only moments remain. Just enough time for your call if you make it now. 800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. You like the show? You like the website? You like the fact that we give everything away on our site for free? Well, maybe you'd like to shop with us. Go to amazon.freetalklive.com. When you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. It's that simple. It's the same old Amazon. You know them, the world's largest internet retailer with over 41 categories of products to shop in. Everything from brand new items to even to a, a huge used item selection. Free Talk Live will get a percentage if you start your shopping experience through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. And if you or perhaps someone you know needs a primer on some of the subjects we talk about here on Free Talk Live, you should check out the Liberty Radio Underground. It's an elementary introduction to libertarianism, and each show concisely handles a single topic in less than 10 minutes. It's great for someone new to Liberty. Go to LibertyRadioUnderground.com today and grab an episode. That's LibertyRadioUnderground.com. Let's go to the phones, to the fun, to Jimin in, I think, Idaho. Jimin, you're on Free Talk Live.
11: Hey, how you doing? What's on your mind? Hey, there's... There's a video on the UF student tasered at John Kerry's speech Mm -hmm. that I don't think anybody's looking at.
0: And what is this one?
11: Okay. This one shows a tall man in a red tie tapping the shoulder of uh, another guy in a suit, which then uh, leans over and talks to uh, the policewoman, and she walks over and tells him to leave the stage.
0: Tells John Kerry to leave the stage? No. The young no, man tells
3: the
11: tells, uh, mayor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it shows it shows them way before he really he, when he started talking about Greg Plast. It shows them getting upset. Okay.
0: So you're and saying that, that yeah. this kid was asked to leave the uh, the the stand the microphone and he did not. Is that what you're saying?
11: Um, basically, yeah.
0: And how long after he was asked to leave, how long was it before, um, between when he was asked to leave and when the police came and, and, uh, and physically removed well,
3: him? You can see them in the
11: suits telling them to cut the mic.
0: Okay. That didn't answer now, right my question.
11: The, the BJ comment.
0: You're saying that, that the police came up and asked this young man to step away, and he did not. How long was it between when he was asked and when, he was re- um, be- when they began to remove him?
11: About 20 seconds.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, that changes. If that's really the case, then that definitely changes the story from uh, from what we've been. From what we've understood. I, I haven't so seen any well, videos. There is a, uh,
11: a YouTube video at slash. You can't give Google. those
0: things out. No those one, are like PXG5. No what put, do you search? Put it on the BBS. Yeah, put it on the Free Talk Live BBS at bbs.freetalklive.com, and uh, people can go there and they can access it at their leisure. Thanks for the call, man. We appreciate it. Let's talk to Jake in New Hampshire. Jake, uh, Jake, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello
12: hello yeah hi uh how you guys doing
0: Good what's on your oh. mind, Jake?
12: uh well, first of all, I just got a quick question. um what's up with the call screening now that you guys have? It's kind of weird.
0: I'm not sure what you mean by that.
12: Well, when I called, I got the screener. And the guy's like, "You wanted me to give it my number and have, and call me back." I never really experienced it before. Normally, yeah, that's something guys,
0: we've had to uh, we've had to implement because we had a significant spate of uh, crank callers that we're getting through and saying naughty things on the air that shouldn't really be going over our radio station's transmitters. Oh, uh, okay, and so, a,
3: Okay.
0: So basically, that's just a method to say, look, you know, if you're a serious caller, give us your phone number. We're not going to sell your number to anybody or anything like that. It's just a verification process to simply make sure that. You're a serious caller because, as you might imagine, a crank caller is more likely to uh, freeze up at that moment and uh, and just hang up the phone, which is typically how it's uh, how it's handled.
12: Yeah, just kind of caught me off guard. Yeah. But anyway, um, I got a quick story about uh, government waste. Well, actually, actually, government waste in a way. Um, I used to work at the shipyard in uh, in in, in uh, Portsmouth, and I, as you would imagine, there's a lot of old Navy guys that work there. And they would tell me when they would work on, like, they would be like, there was a lot of them who worked on, like, uh, carriers and stuff. And when they would pull up in the port, they'd be about five or ten miles away from pulling in the port. And if they knew they were getting overhauled, what they would do is they would literally throw all their stuff that they had, tools, everything, overboard, knowing full well that they'd, that, they'd, that they're going to get new stuff, even yep. if that stuff was new itself.
0: Not the first time we've heard that story. Um, it seems to be pretty common from people in the in the Navy, frequently just dumping very very expensive equipment and that sort of thing right off the side of the ship because the next year's budget comes around and they get a whole new you know they get a whole new budget and they get to buy it all over again.
12: Like, they were telling me stories about how they were pushing whole tool chests off the bow.
0: Yep, isn't
12: it no horrifying? Po- yeah, it, it, it's it's kind of. I don't know, it, it, it's stupid. It, this is, I mean, it, yeah. This is it, the way they
1: treat our money, right? This is oh, how yeah. government what, works.
12: Not to mention when I when I worked there, I I was a welder, and there was one time when we there was I mean there was a piece of steel that we had that was a, the size of a football field. Wow. And this thing th- this thing must have been worth a lot of mo- you know a lot of money. Scrap, you know. And what we did was it with it we just we cut it up and threw it away. Where if they would have tried to, to like maybe like. Selling, you know, selling in the open market, they would have gotten like probably a million dollars, maybe for it. because There's it a lot of steel. Well, there's a lot sick. of
0: that that goes on too. A lot of there are a lot of things that are just gone to waste, and a lot of things that sort of get funneled into other people's hands and then sold on eBay and that sort of thing. And you know, so they so the uh, you know the uh, the administrators of the program personally profit, and then they get to go and they buy it all over again. So there's all kinds of uh, just waste and graft and terrible things that go on inside uh, these government bureaucracies. But that's just one of many stories. And uh, Jeremy, thank you for the call. I'm pretty sure Jake, rather, thank you. Let's go to Tom in New Hampshire. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hello, Tom in New Hampshire.
13: Uh, yeah, I'm all the way in California here.
0: Oh, okay. Tom in California. What's well, on your mind?
13: Oh uh, Yeah, um, so I, I just so um, I got to know there's something wrong with the connection. That, so just saying, uh, never mind. I was saying, um, so you know, Ron Paul's obviously not going to win, right?
0: I'm not sure why, that why obvious? that's obvious.
13: What? Well, because you know he's like you know just a dark horse candidate. Because you know that no matter what, he's just like a candidate for the people who are like more independent but you know he's not really actually going to win i mean
1: obviously right why you know? do you say that I, I don't know i don't know if i agree with that he's getting more no. and more
0: popular every single day more and more people are coming across his message and ron paul's supporters are far more effective than any of the supporters of any of the other candidates in spreading his message so are you just are you suggesting that the the election will be rigged and that's no, why no, no, he will no, fail I'm,
13: no no but i'm saying he's not taken seriously
2: uh, oh, I'm it, sure
0: the media doesn't want to take him seriously.
2: I, I think in New Hampshire he will be. I mean, if you'll remember, Pat Buchanan was a pretty fringe candidate. He won in New Hampshire back in, I believe it was, 96. He so won he, the primary. He won the primary. Uh, yeah, he won the primary. So uh, I, I, I think Ron Paul really can win here. I think there's actually a good chance right. of it. New Hampshire Na- likes fringe. N- yeah, nationally, <laughs> he still, he. I mean, he has a ways to go. I'm not going to lie. Like It is an uphill battle. But, we still have three but, or four months yeah.
0: here before the first primary is going to happen. So mm-hmm. anything can happen.
13: So you think that you're going to be able to – so you think Ron Paul will be able to mobilize enough of his supporters to uh, register as Republican and vote to overshadow the Republicans who hate him for his position on the war and who say that he's anti-American, blah, blah, blah?
1: Well, um, for one thing, it depends on the state one is in. Um, In in New Hampshire, for instance, you can – I'm an undeclared voter. I can walk in, and I can vote in the Democratic primary or the Republican primary, and I just have to choose that day. Mm -hmm. Many states are the same way. Likely in your state, you have to be registered 30 days out or something like that. But that's not every state.
0: And uh, he just won the Manchester straw poll, I think it was over the weekend. He's won straw poll after straw poll. In New Hampshire, he has won uh, quite a few of them. And the other guys have come close. Actually, I'm going to make
1: this statement now. We will deliver New Hampshire for Ron Paul. The rest of you guys, you're going to have to get your other states, but, uh, but you know that's going gonna to be a huge make a, boost.
0: I'm not going to speculate like that, because I I, it's hard to say what exactly is going to happen, but uh, I'm, I, at the same time, I'm not going to down the guy. I'm not going to say it's impossible for him to win. Uh, wasn't Bill Clinton the dark horse candidate at one point? And no, he no, is... no, but he, that,
13: that's, Bill Clinton was a governor of Arkansas. And Ron, Ron Paul was
1: a, a, a member of the House like of Representatives. 10-term.
13: I, I know the House is just for people. I know, but no one in the House, like, in, within the past, like, Long time, like 50 or 100 years, has gone. Elected to president. What's the point of the being
0: negative? What's the point of uh, you know of the attitude?
13: I'm, I'm not being. Yeah, I'm sorry if I'm if I'm sounding negative or anything.
0: I mean, why not be positive? I mean, I understand that it can be easy to look at the way the media treats a candidate like Ron Paul and, and just, you know, brush him off. I can understand that. But why not be positive? And instead of talking about how he can't win, try to do everything you can, at least presuming you agree with what he says, try to do yeah, everything do. you can to bring uh, to, to make this a reality.
13: Well, I do, but I'm sorry that this question was um, a diversion <laughs> from the actual question. My actual question is, since um, the, the, he, um, if he's not nominated... And it's between a Republican, any of the other Republicans, and any of the, of the other Democrats. Who would you vote for?
0: I will vote for the Libertarian.
13: But there are none. There are there, but there is no Libertarian. Oh, there it's will be a me.
0: Libertarian in uh, the presidential candidacy. The Libertarian Party doesn't choose their candidate until the summer before the election. So it won't be su- until summer of 2008 until the Libertarian Party has officially chosen their candidate. If Ron Paul's not in the race, they'll get my vote. I don't know is. what
1: I'm going to do. Um, I, I Stay home if you're not going to vote for the Libertarian. Likely so I will vote do. for the Libertarian. George Phillies is running. Fred Steve is running as well. Fred Thompson has a pretty
0: good voting record. Ew, Fred Thompson is an awful, awful sick power freak. Anyway, but thanks he's for the call in favor of the Tom, war, which I hate. Appreciate it. It's been Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. See you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com.